Hobbies Podcast. It's episode 81. Well, it's been a pretty old busy week up here in the UK, as well as in the Ninth Ages sphere, and here to discuss all things related to stuff both on the table and without of it is my mate Kev. How are you, buddy? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. Are you okay? Mate, I actually don't feel so well. I'm not going to lie to you. No. I'm, uh, yeah. Well, I'm back to work, so it could be a bit of the uh, back to work snuffles. Oh, yeah, you'll um, get all the diseases from the children, won't you? Yeah, yeah, of course, it is traditional as soon as you walk back in. I've got a couple of uh, uh, newly qualified teachers um, in my department and they're like, they're like all bright eyed and bushy tailed and like within about 72 hours of turning up, they're both off sick. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> when you've, uh, when, until you've done like five or six years, you start to build up a bit of immunity. It is absolutely, it's a proper slayer, mate. It just drops them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's so, a yeah, baptism of fire, isn't it? Really, just throw straight yeah. into it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so my uh, well, I'll get muchos apologies out of the way because I'm gonna have to muchos apologies in advance for coughing and sneezing and sounding a little bit hoarse um, because uh, I'm not feeling so great. But of course, we're here to soldier through, aren't we? We are. Let's absolutely. do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I got another Muchos Apologias uh, straight off the bat uh, out to our friends in Northern California. The tournament we couldn't remember last week is, of course, Infernal Zoo. Yeah, we're doing our world tour. We were going to take in the Infernal Zoo, weren't we? Yes. So, that's what, Is that where you get Free Giant? That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, run by Alex Harrison up there, you know, of Team Canada and Northern California. Hey, uh, 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 Henry uh, texted me the other day and told me that the the, the forest fires are getting even closer to his house. So, uh, yeah, it sounds worried scary about, over there, doesn't yeah. it? Mm, yeah, that's Henry Grieg, of course, as opposed to Henry Miller, who presumably isn't in danger of getting. Uh, incinerated in a California fire. Although with Henry, you never know, do you? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah, he's often Obviously, he's often to be found travelling. Mm. We'd have no idea about Californian wildfires at the moment. Uh, no, no. Ain't going to be in any news here, I'm afraid. No, no. In fact, um, yeah. Although I, I must admit, I did hear about them uh, through <laughs> through through a, through a type of media. I'm not sure I should disclose, but I'm going to <laughs> because because <laughs> right, I've got one of those pelotons. You know those peloton bikes. Oh yeah, yeah the one that tells. Come on, Matt in Manchester, cycle fast. Yeah. No, you see, obviously, I have selected to be my instructor. One of the <laughs> should I put this <laughs> very attractive young Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see pictures of them on the screen? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just sound. No, 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 no. You get to watch them them exercise whilst they shout encouragement at you, and um, yeah, and uh, Kendall Kendall Tool is pretty easy on the eye. <laughs> <laughs> that helps, does it? Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Those forty minutes just fly by. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, um, I bet if you were uh, stripping off the more you did, you'd certainly uh, push it even more, wouldn't you? The faster you go, <laughs> yeah. <if> you see, <laughs> I just have a massive cardiac arrest after about eighty seconds. <laughs> I think we might be onto a winning idea there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I did think the other day, I'll come back to this story in a minute, Spam Boss, but I thought, you know, you know how there's an energy crisis at the moment? Why don't we just get like a, a generator on the edge? If, you know, there's loads of, of, of obese people in the UK who desperately need exercise. So why don't we, uh, problem A, problem B, put them together, 
solution C. <laughs> you could generate electricity off of people on bikes, you know, power it up on the come on, where's your where's your where's your your your, your, your spirit? Where's your blitz spirit? <laughs> Putin turns off the gas. Well we'll keep the lights going if need be yeah, we're like giving ourselves heart attacks. <laughs> so, I like it. It's a good idea that yeah. Yeah. So going back to my story. So Kendall was uh, was busy shouting uh uh, a, a well-meaning abuse at us the other day in one of our classes and she was saying that she's from california and that her parents live uh, in uh, south california somewhere and there was a forest fire and it was all over uh, uh, california so i did think i hope henry's okay um amongst other things that i was thinking <laughs> <the time. laughs> yeah stay safe guys yeah so stay safe yeah, absolutely. Lots of calamity natural disaster going on at the moment, isn't there? Mm, yes, yes, there is. And of course, um, outside of the uh, outside of the gaming world as well, um, the, uh, the 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 big news at a global level is, of course, um, you know the the uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. It's been uh, it's been quite something, hasn't it? I mean, um, I think we're we're both on record saying that you know we're we're not enormous fans of the. Uh, the, the the monarchy system the the, the system as it is um, but I think both of us would say that you know Queen Elizabeth II if you're going to have a monarchy then that's uh, then that's a pretty good queen to have what do you reckon yeah I think I agree she was uh, not a bad one uh, mm. never had any dislike for her she was, yeah uh, seemed quite mm. nice I'd like to have uh, had a little G and T with her yeah mind you yeah she yes it's uh, it was um, yeah the certainly her mum could stick it away. <laughs> her mum stole my pen, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Of course you've met them. Why wouldn't you have met them? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I've never actually met the Queen. So, um, right. uh, yeah, I've seen oh, her a few times. Which royal family members have you met? Uh, most of the others. So uh, I was I was in I was in a regiment with uh, with Mark Phillips, who was married to Queen, uh, to Princess Anne and obviously Zara and and um uh what's the other what's the she's married to mike tyndall the rugby player and then there was uh philip um as well he was pretty good um he's he's a decent lad um crikey me he had some uh, interesting opinions uh, i played <laughs> played polo against both william and harry and, oh really um, yeah yeah harry's, harry's quite good but william's really crap so oh, okay <laughs> oh don't stoke that fire matt <laughs> oh no yeah absolutely right you got to, you got to choose a side haven't you that's it you, you've got to choose a side you know the culture war has drawn its line between the princes yeah and it's uh yeah so um, spouses, obviously well and yes and absolutely absolutely but you know let, let's not go into that other than did you meet say, harry when he was in the army uh no no he was they were well after me in the in the army as oh, well okay. and so yeah they they went through sandhurst in like ooh crikey it would have been about ooh, i don't know about 2008 9 something like that maybe top five six it was after after my time but um yeah so i i played polo against them when when i was in the army and they were at eton so um it was one of those those fixtures that we used to have but is it anyone you haven't met honestly <laughs> <laughs> you ever met putin no, I've never met Putin. No, never met Putin. Okay. No. Uh, oh, there's loads of people I haven't met that I'd like to meet. Like, I'd like to meet uh, John Bon Jovi, for example. Never met him. That'd be, <laughs> True. Yeah, that'd yeah. be all right. <laughs> that would be quite good. I've never met 
Actually, I have met Jagger. <laughs> of course you Jagger. have. But I went to it. Um, I met him at a really weird event. I met him at an eve of the first uh, cricket test match dinner. My my ex-wife's dad was a uh, played play cricket for for, for uh, South Africa back in the day and he's a huge um, cricket fan uh, and um, he once got tickets to the eve of the first test match against Australia and that would have been all 2005 or something like that it was the the famous series when um, we when we went, it was a very famous cricket series uh, and um, you went to dinner at the the Savoy and, and um, there was a random allocation of, of tables. And on the table next to me was fucking Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mick Jagger. He loves cricket, by the way. It was, oh. uh, yeah. yeah. I did was... go to school with Mick Jagger's niece. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's quite cool. Oh, I, 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 who else would you, who, who, who have you not met then you would really like to have met? Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. I'd love to meet Ozzy. <laughs> <He'd be> amazing. <laughs> So obviously I'd rather see like back in the day, you know, mm. like go on a bender with him. He'd drink yeah. under the table though, in no time. I'll be unconscious <laughs> in about an hour. Okay, so if we were going out on a force of drinking then with Ozzy Osbourne, who's gonna fill in the last slot? Oh, oh that's a good question. I reckon Elvis would be a pretty good call. Or like uh is it Lance Olivier? No, no, the one who's in Gladiator. Oh, uh, Russell Crowe, I reckon. No, 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 the um the one who died. Oh. Oh yeah, oh crikey, uh, Proximo. What's he called? What's his name? Oh, but right, Oliver Boston. Reed. Oliver Reed. Yeah, that'd yes. be a fucking combo, that would, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh. I tell you what, the following day would definitely be a video video day for the kids, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking with Oliver Reed and Ozzy Osbourne. That would be yeah. I tell you what, if you can remember it. <laughs> Oh, my word. My word. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. So I guess we better talk about some night age. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> well, let's let... know who they want to go drinking with. <laughs> yeah, write in and tell us who you'd like to go on the lash with. <laughs> <laughs> like him out of uh, The Sound of Music. I reckon he'd be quite good when he's had a few schnapses. <laughs> 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 oh dear, oh dear. I don't know why I said that, frankly. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Let's 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 get back to some nice sensibility. Oh dear. Write in and tell us if you enjoy the usual bollocks, or indeed we could just move straight on. Well, we're not gonna listen to you, but at least we know what, what's popular. <laughs> like that. That's true. Mm. I do love the randomness. Yeah, it, uh, it yes, it does. It does. It does well. It, certainly, when we were at ETC, some of the, the the guys came over and said they really enjoyed the random stories. So yes, so, yeah, and, so and Matty Pete's horse hour. They all love the horses. Mm. The horse they hour. did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and the fact that the Queen Mother stole my pen, the bugger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bloody good pen that was as well. Oh, it was, oh. yeah, still. Sure, she could afford it her own. Well, she just put it, she, she signed it, she was in the in the mess, in the, the regimental mess, and came in and signed the visitor's book, and then, so the colonel had said, right, who's got a nice pen? And I was like, I've got a nice pen, colonel. And he's like, well, stick it next to that, there's a Mont Blanc fountain pen. Anyway, she signed her name, just put it straight in her handbag. Fucked <laughs> off with it. That's how the rich stay rich, Matt. Don't pay for anything if you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not as though you're going to run after us shouting, oh, I'm terribly sorry, Your Majesty. 
to have my pen back. <laughs> yeah. And also all of our gin. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Because because uh, I had a bit of a, it won't surprise you, no, Kev, I had a bit of a reputation as being a drinker. And so they sat me next to us. But oh, did they? Yeah, fuck me, can she put it away? Oh really? <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. Matty P will keep up with her. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like it was like sort of sitting next to you in between sort of Fraz and 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 uh, Casimir uh, like a good old drinking contest. Who <laughs> Casimir with his hollow legs? But where does he put it? Seriously, I don't. And it just keeps going next day as if nothing's happened. Oh, he's a machine, isn't he? Absolute machine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're we're going to definitely talk about some ninth age. So, what's been going on in the ninth age of sphere for you, then, buddy? Bugger all, to be honest. I've been so busy with work, I've not yeah. had a chance to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot of Total War, though, when I get a bit of time. Oh, excellent. How are you getting on with it? Are you still playing Cathay? No, no, I'm because uh, now the Immortal Empires patch is out, so like, uh, three games combined as one. Oh. So, uh, I've started as the Ogres, Scrag the Slaughterer. Okay, Come and how, how's I'm that working through out? Through the Badlands, so a lot of fun, hmm. yeah. Fighting orcs, dwarves, elves, uh, undead, lizards, all having a big scrap in the Badlands. A lot of fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's, a lot of Is the uh, the mechanism still the the way it used to work with the sort of the the battle mechanisms and the strategic yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's not too dissimilar to uh, obviously old Total War, medieval Total War, or whatnot. But you have got magic in there, so that makes it a lot lot more interesting. Mm, the dragons yeah. and shit. But yeah, <laughs> their belches are bent as shit in it. I tell you. Are they? <laughs> yeah, they just fucking wreck units on their own. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, you know, nothing ever changes. In fact, uh, in parallel universes in Age of Sigma, the uh, the Ogre books just dropped, hasn't it? I was looking through some of the pictures of it. It looks. Uh, Are they really new models though, or is it? No, they're just yeah. Oh, they're, they're, there's a couple of new character type models, but the rest of them are just the old stuff, I think. Yeah, it was pretty slow on like the old fantasy front, really, isn't it? And if mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely. So, well, I've, I've, I've played a game. I played against Andy Catlow, who's back on the scene. So, oh, good, eh? Yeah, which is really, really nice to see Andy. Um, yeah, so he came round uh, with his uh, his Dread Elves. Um, all mounted Empire for you, is it? No, I was uh, I, I was running a, uh, an, a a mass infantry block list, trying out some stuff. I I basically had three blocks of forty five heavy infantry with uh, shield and hand weapon, and two distracting wagons behind oh, them. You're a bad man. <laughs> so, yeah, parry with uh, with distractings. Pretty, it turns out it's pretty bent. Yeah. So um, he just sat off me and and shot off a couple of units. Uh, and then uh, pinched pinched the secondary in the, the last turn, and I lost fourteen oh. six, thirteen seven, something like that. Which uh, which is probably about my best ever result against Andy Catlow because he's a hell of a good player. He's a very good player. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. what he's doing. Mm. He certainly does. He certainly does. So um, the other thing uh, that of course has happened is at the weekend it was the Cardiff Open. Wales Masters, wasn't it, down at uh, Firestorm Games? Yeah, which completely escaped me that that was happening mm. this weekend. I didn't really yeah. uh, see very much well, about that. You, you've been under the pump at work, haven't you? So it was, uh, yeah. And so uh, the congratulations from the Paired Weapons podcast are extended to our friend uh, Adam Jones Tanker, who uh, took it out with um, 
uh, what looks like a, a pretty uh, pretty aggressive Warriors list. Did you, you didn't chance any see it? Did you? Not at all. No. Is it, it was, uh, uh, usual MSU nonsense? Was it? Or? Oh no, 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 no. Twelve, no. Wretched, twelve wretched ones and uh, ten wrath chosen knights. Evo behind them, alchemy behind them. Shove it right at you. Uh, a trick you know <laughs> very well. Yeah, although clearly he's better than me. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I really should watch him do it one day just to see how it's actually done because uh, I wish I could. <laughs> but I can't. Just a keeper now. So, yes, Adam won it with 85 mm. points. Yeah. And then uh, oh, Bondi came second. Yes, with UD. That's right, isn't it? Uh, he might be on the KOE. At the moment, oh, I think. Oh, right, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was uh, Luke Williams who was on. Luke Williams came third. Oh, I imagine yeah. he was still on the uh, UD. Yeah, yeah, with that super aggro list. Uh, shout outs to Rory, who I think came in sixth or seventh. Uh, seventh he came with KOE seventh. as well. Super. And uh, who else did very well that we want to give a shout out? Ollie Mather. Yeah, Ollie up in eighth. Yeah, he only threw his... one game. What the fuck's going on, Ollie? I don't know. I don't know. What was he? What was he running? And, and, and shouldn't, he have, his, me, shouldn't he have his finger up someone's bum? What's he doing? <laughs> what's he doing? Finishing in the top quarter. <laughs> I can't believe he get ten ten every game. I'm shocked. <laughs> well, it's ever since he it's ever since he ascended to the captaincy, isn't it, of Team That's Wales? Great. He's yeah. suddenly he's suddenly become uh, become a, a, a points machine. So bravo to Ollie. Uh, it, it would appear that there were a few uh, Spanish players came over for it as well, which is uh, really? at the, yeah, at the invitation of, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce his name. I'm going to get it wrong. Guillaume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, and I think they enjoyed it and have extended a uh, a, a, a hand of friendship to the uh, the players in, in Wales and beyond in the UK and the British Isles to go and play in some of their team tournaments in Spain, which uh, I know has been causing quite a lot of excitement. So, Spambots, if you fancy a little bit of Viva Espana, um, why not get yourselves together, get yourself on a, an easy jet flight out with the uh, the morons heading to the Casa, uh, to the, sorry, <laughs> to the Costa del Sol, if you can stomach it, and um, and get yourself involved down there, because I think there's, um, that could be a pretty pretty good trip. Team tournament, that one, I tell you. I mm. bet it's super competitive down in Spain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Judged yeah. by the eight H's and the eight players, and you know, sort of around <laughs> tables at DTC. They take yeah. it very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there was there was them there about twenty five coaches, didn't they? We didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Please lend yeah, us. Yeah, we lend them out. Yeah. <laughs> Hire out a coach. They'd be like that. Actually, instead of coaching, why don't you play, mate? You might be like 30 best in Spain, but you'd still be our best player by miles. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, um, yep. So, congratulations to uh, to Tanker and to the other players there. Uh, uh, by all accounts, another super weekend uh, down at Firestorm Games. And we really must get ourselves down there, eh? I'm pretty sure yeah, my... Yeah, uh, to do Firestorm. No, well, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that my uh, my ban has has uh, expired now. So completely <laughs> safe, man. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right. They were fairly insistent. Spray <laughs> were... yourself a moustache or something. Go in disguise. <laughs> yeah, go in disguise. Wear yeah. a wig and a, a yeah. moustache. <laughs> Wear a wig of God's stilts. 
<laughs> as long as I could just stay relatively sober, I'm sure I'd stay out of trouble. But that's the problem, isn't it? It's Cardiff, isn't it? You know, one sm- one sniff of the barman's apron in, in Cardiff and I'm in the back of a police van. <laughs> it's a good night out in Cardiff. Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. But um yes, okay, so moving on to the main event, Spambots. Uh, we've got a really excellent guest for you tonight. Something in the air, Spambots, because we've got a real Southern Hemisphere theme going. Following on from our great guest, uh, Ryan, uh, from the land of the long white cloud, we are joined by another stalwart of the Ninth Age, hailing from the lands down under. Except this time he's a little bit further to the west and a little bit further to the north. From the fine state of Queensland, in the mighty city of Brisbane, we welcome to the podcast this evening a real friend of the paired weapons. I've been messaging him on and off now about the KOE for some time. I feel like I know him already, although I've never actually met him. But one day I'm going to put that right because I am welcoming to the podcast tonight one of the finest names I've ever come across, Angus Sturt Bray. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Legends. Well, I, well, we're, we're absolutely fine, and, uh, and and thanks for coming on. Uh, and immediately, I'm just going to have to deal with the uh, the elephant on the table here. Uh, why don't you tell the Spambots what time it is in uh, in Brisbane's uh, at the moment? Uh, mate, it's just gone f- uh, eight past five in the morning. <laughs> oh, cool. That is dedication, that is. Catch me in that up at that time. <laughs> Not unless the house was on fire. Hey. <laughs> but um, you were just telling us off pod that uh, getting up early is something of a penchant you have. Uh, or maybe is it because you live in uh, a, a tropical paradise? Yeah, I guess my I um my my like hobbies and interests have always been of the unforgiving variety. So obviously wargaming, you know, is a very harsh mistress, but also fishing, you know, is an extremely high concentration and very unforgiving pastime. I also play cricket like yourself, mate. So mm, cool. Um, yeah, I steer clear of golf because I can't have four. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, yeah, to go to go fishing, um, you normally because of course you've got to. You know, go by the tides and um, and moon phases to to actually get the best results um, when it comes to to saltwater fishing. So sometimes that means you know getting up at, at one a.m. or two a.m. and uh, going out you know to like sort of deep sea stuff where you you know it's, it's two hours in the boat, so you sort of leave the um you know the the harbour at about four a.m. So that, and and you're still it's still dark when you start fishing to to get the best possible tides and stuff. So yeah, getting up that early is um I, it actually, you know, when I when I get up that early to go fishing, like I, I bound out of bed even if I've, you know, had four hours sleep. Um, wow. It's uh, yeah, and I, I mean I get up normally at sort of four thirty five a.m. anyway to go to the gym during the week so I can get to work early and that way I can finish early. So <laughs> I bet the stars look amazing when you're out in the ocean at, at night time. Yeah, no, oh no, it does, it does. And uh, yeah, obviously it's a it's a beautiful sea breeze that you get here in Australia as well. So yeah, it's quite nice, Tran- tranquil, tranquil. Yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, what do you what do you fish for? Because I'm betting it's not perch and gudgeon like round here. <laughs> <laughs> We're quite spoilt uh, in in Australia. Like we a lot of you know sort of overseas. Um, 
I guess visitors that you know are big into their fishing sort of say that we do have the probably the best. I think because we you know we've got such a unique ecosystem where we've got you know um, like Alps style um, you know mountains where it snows, but then we've also got tropical, we've got temperate, um, so we we kind of get everything um, that you would you would look at in you know that are sort of high table quality fish, um, you know all all throughout the country in, in, in different areas. So, you know, snapper um, are, uh, you know, a big uh, target for a lot of people in, in Brisbane. But, I mean, I've actually – one of my clients just invited me out to go marlin fishing in December, which is pretty cool, um, which I've, I've never been marlin fishing, so it's going to be interesting. But <laughs> mm, my yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the, the, the really important question then is uh, what are you doing cricket? You uh, bowl, bat, keep wicket? Oh, mate, I try and do them all, um, and the key word there is try. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an opening batsman. Uh, I had a full knee reconstruction. I haven't played for 10 years, and I've just come back, so I had a full knee reconstruction in, in between. Where I spent yeah. three months in a straight splint, so my balance wow. isn't great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I keep I keep bowling wides, unfortunately. I probably used to bowl about 125, maybe 130 at, at full pace. Uh, um, by the way, that's pretty quick. <laughs> 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 but the, the the challenge for me now is without the balance, I, I, I keep falling over at um, yeah. you know my delivery stride. So I've I've kind of just reserved myself to to batting. So I've, you know I'm only playing like C or, or B grade. Uh, mm. But yeah, I'm opening the batting. Um, I've only played three games in, in you know since coming back in ten years. But well, I mean you know those quicks uh, in that delivery stride. I mean you are banging down on those hard pitches as well up in uh, mm. you know up in the Gabba and and that they're, they're bouncy fast track so i'm not surprised you've needed your knee to be replaced buddy <laughs> it was actually rugby union that did that to me um was it? <laughs> I, I i played you know a few games of a grade and stuff not you know yeah. not district a grade or, or state level my brother was uh was a very very talented cricketer like he was in you know greg chapman's development squads he played you know state level and all that type of stuff wow. but yeah i never okay. never quite managed to get to those kinds of uh, those heights it's always been a passion rather than a um mm. Yeah, being very good at it. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're. Uh, sounds like you're going to be playing in the old Matty P11. Finally, get it together. So, yeah, well, it, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board, a gentleman, uh, a scholar, and a sportsman. Crikey, we don't get many like that, do we, Kev? No, there's quite a few uh, sporty people in the world of night days. I find. That's true. What do you that think? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we've had a yeah we've had a we've had a few uh, few rugby players on over the uh, over the years. Andy Lind, uh, good good number eight. Um, uh, Henry, destructive uh, uh, flanker, and um, yeah, and in fact, Herminard plays uh, plays plays rugby for for Norway as well. And uh, and frankly, I wouldn't want to tackle him if he came uh, <laughs> if he came if he came straight up Channel One. I'd be calling my back row over like now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he plays no, I... his full uh, Norwegian get up. <laughs> yeah, because I've I've played uh, I I've played fly half and uh, so do you guys call that second five eighth uh, in, in Oz or is you just call it fly half or outside half or but you know when you get someone no, even just number ten oh, um, number ten yeah we're yeah. very simple in Australia um, uh, well you know you got someone coming up that <laughs> channel man yeah <laughs> you want you're a couple of the big lads over there to uh, to protect to protect you my brother used to play rugby union in, in Brisbane he used to play for brothers is that quite a uh, quite a big uh, set up over 
there? Yeah, so they're they're a feeder to the to the Reds, which is the the Super Rugby uh, side that then feeds the Wallabies. Um, oh, okay. So like James O'Connor, James O'Connor and Quade Cooper play for brothers. Okay, um, okay. so he wasn't lying yeah, when I, he told me he was quite good then. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, it depends. I, I think they've got about eight grades, yeah. so it depends on which grade. <laughs> which which team yeah, yeah, sure. No, but, uh, at, at the top level, they're, they're you know their first grade or premier grade as they call it, I believe. I, I never actually played in Queensland, so I'm from South Australia. Uh, oh, that, that's why. Okay. I somewhat speak well. It's not the Queen's English anymore; it's the King's English. But um, yeah. you know, I, I say dance instead of uh, dance, as they, they all say up here. Um, <laughs> so I played down there, which is of course an AFL-dominated state. Uh, yeah. So rugby yeah. not very big down there, um, but yeah, that, mm. that's what I play. So. Cool. So if you're from South Australia, does that mean you're from Adelaide then? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, um, yeah. down there. Oh, lovely. It's a beautiful, well, that's a beautiful cricket ground down there in Adelaide, isn't there? But um, yeah, so yeah, stunning, stunning. Um, okay, so, uh, well, you know, as fascinating as cricket is, we're here to talk about uh, wargaming and Ninth Age in particular. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, you've, you've told us a bit about your sport, told us a bit about where you come from and where you live and stuff. You know, what do you do for a living? Uh, you know, family, all that sort of stuff. Uh, how'd you get into wargaming? You know, what's the uh, pin for your bank account? That sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess mate, so. I was um, my my wargaming journey probably actually begins from birth, and it's not that I came out, you know, holding dice like Craig Johnson or anyone like that. But it was. Um, <laughs> How did you get those bottles in that room? <laughs> <laughs> think maybe he was born with it um no, he, he's still beaten so, <laughs> so i was actually born with a with a very severe club foot which is essentially a uh it's a, it's a disability so i was a bit shy when it came to uh, and a bit self-conscious about you know playing sport and stuff so i didn't start playing you know cricket and rugby till i was in about year seven so that's about 13 so i was always doing sort of i guess those um you know, outside the square type um, sports. While my brother was, you know, going through, uh, my, my my stepbrother as well. He was a very gifted tennis and table tennis player and uh, and basketballer. Whereas my brother was, you know, all Aussie rules football and, and cricket. So while they were doing that, I was doing things like archery, rock climbing. Uh, you know, because I was yeah a bit self conscious and you know about the the leg. And if you don't know what a club foot is, basically yeah your foot doesn't develop properly and you have to have corrective surgery to to get it to actually be properly aligned so i had about three operations before i turned um sort of two or three and yeah my, i was at you know i think it was in year four and um i just moved schools and, and one of the lads there uh he bought a um some space marine i think they were uh would have been ultramarine probably like first or second edition you know one of the forty thousand uh, uh assault marines in i was like oh they look cool i don't know what this is and then um you know we we sort of started doing a bit of painting when we were at, you know, recess and lunchtime. And uh, we, we went down to the local games workshop and then uh, a family friend's son was selling a, a bunch of, um, of Warhammer as it came to be known as to what all that stuff was. And uh, the first model I actually bought was a fifth edition Night of the Realm. Um, and that was the first model I ever painted. So that, that's kind of how I, I got into it. Um, then I was, I don't know what the setup's like in the, in the UK with games workshops, but back then, you know, you would have oh, anywhere between, I guess, five to 20, uh, you know, probably for the staff, annoying um, kids aged between 
sort of 10 and, and 15 that would, you know, sort of live there day in, day out during um, school holidays and on weekends. And I was one of those. So, you know, I wasn't very good at it to begin with. Um, my first army was Hordes of Chaos. Um, so the sixth edition. So I started sort of three weeks into sixth edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the the Empire and the Orcs box um, for, for that edition. And yeah, I sort of, you know, just like I was losing to all the other lads there and um, until I decided to get some some screamers of Zench and uh, all of a sudden <laughs> I could take out the bolt throwers and they wouldn't shoot my Chaos Knights and then I started winning. But I uh, a, a job opening came up actually. This was at the Run No More Adelaide Games Workshop and a job opening came up for, for casuals to run games nights. And, you know, I'd made pretty good friends with the, the, the lads that worked there over the, you know, sort of preceding four or five years. Um, and so I was lucky enough to, to become a red shirt. So I actually worked for Games Workshop for sort of three and a half years, I think. Cool. Um, cool. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, the discount definitely helped the, the bank yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that um, launched you into the world of, uh, of Warhammer Fantasy then. So, yeah cool yeah so i sort of played fantasy you know i was always a bit of a fantasy specialist which normally to work at games workshop in australia anyway you have to play all of the systems but they they sort of uh, made an exception for me um you know and i was but by, by the time i started playing tournaments i already knew the rule book sort of cover to cover uh i went to my first tournament and i was i was kind of hooked on, on competitive play i've always been a pretty competitive person uh, i think i came oh, it was like out of 12 there's only 12 players at that tournament um and then the south australian scene sort of really took off and you know within sort of two or three years we were getting tournament numbers you know in the sort of the healthy sort of 36 to to, to 46 players um this is sort of at that that you know the peak of um of its powers when you know warhammer fantasy 7th edition was uh you know about to drop so i'd I think the, the first two tournaments I played were sixth edition and then from then on it was all all sort of seventh edition. Um so yeah, yeah that, that's kind of I guess yeah how I got into cool. it. Uh, mm. and then when you worked at made, GW, was it all forty K mostly? Was that what everyone else was playing? Oh, fantasy was still, you know, definitely still had its place, but I don't know if you remember like forty K had Apocalypse. Uh that yeah. you know so yeah, so for games nights they would they would play a lot of apocalypse. But I mean, fantasy there, there was still a pretty healthy you know number of players like people that would come in and and so I'd still be running fantasy games challenges. They always wanted me to run apocalypse games, um, and I man, I didn't even know the rules. I was like, so I, what I would do is I'd find I'd find a, a kid that was probably you know two or three years younger than me, so he's probably you know thirteen or fourteen because I think I was about sixteen at the time. And I would actually have make sure they were with me, and and I would I would essentially just do all the, the yelling and the screaming, and that was the hype guy, and then they would essentially run the game for me. Um, that's how I managed to blag my way through it. <laughs> I had no idea what, what the rules were, and I had no interest really in learning them either because I just didn't play outside of you know running the game. And I would only work you know once every three or four weeks as well for three hours on a Friday, which it was a very good trade off to you know to get fifty percent off. Um, so that's, yeah, very, yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty that's a pretty decent trade yeah that is a very good yeah. trade so uh so when did you uh when did you leave uh, adelaide and, and uh move north then well mate, i so I, I was 
very much i didn't know what i wanted to do so you know i i grew up on a farm um it's funny that you always talk about horses so my, my grandpa was actually a uh, an emergency for a couple of olympics as a show jumper um oh, really? wow okay yeah and he, and he bred race horses and stuff so my and, and my grandma had a, a murray gray cattle stud so yeah. i grew up on that farm and then my my stepdad's side of the family we also had sheep stations so we're talking you know big four five hundred thousand acre properties you know with sort of 20 25 000 sheep so i sort of wow. grew up on that. and then um you know when uh when i as i got a bit older i, I, I mainly lived with my dad so that, that's kind of when i then you know moved more into the city life so when i finished year 12 mm-hmm. i had no idea what i wanted to do didn't even know if i wanted to go to uni and uh, spoiler alert i never did <laughs> so i um I actually went and did a gap year over on the the west, the west coast of um, of South Australia. So it's about six hours from Adelaide, um, a place called the Air Peninsula. And I worked at a farm there for 12 months. And then I came back to Adelaide, still didn't know what I actually wanted to do. Mm. Uh, so I was like, I just need to get a job. So I, I got a job in a call centre selling uh, internet and, ho- and mobile phones for, for Telstra, who's our biggest um, telecom provider over here. And I sort of worked my way up, you know, through the, the, the ranks there and ended up becoming a team leader and a, and a sales coach. And uh, I got the opportunity to actually uh, go and work as, a, as an expat um, and get sent over to the Philippines to uh, start a new a call centre over there. So I uh, went over to the Philippines for – I was there for two years and I met a girl from Brisbane. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when when I came back, they, they were like, oh, mate, we can't send you to Brisbane. I was like, ah. Oh, you know, like you can either go to Adelaide or Melbourne. And I was like, oh, well, I'll go to Melbourne because uh, it's a bit closer to Brisbane. <laughs> and, uh, so I was doing the whole, you know, long distance relationship thing from from Melbourne. And then after six months, I resigned. I moved up to Brisbane. Of course, you know, as is always the way, the relationship lasted about two months. And then um, oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I decided I liked the, uh, the weather uh, in Brisbane, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that's sort of what, how I ended up up here. And change careers so I'm a, I'm a recruiter these days um cool. wow uh, yeah and, li- and living the uh, living the, the 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 queensland life um and it is yeah, beautiful. it is beautiful it is stunning isn't it yeah 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 it's, it's i think the the beauty is you know so adelaide's very cold in winter very hot in summer when i say very hot mm-hmm. we're talking you know in over the last few summers they've been getting mm-hmm. days of 49 50 degrees and it's dry heat there's no humidity yeah. whereas um and then, you know in winter it can get down to minus two or three in certain parts mm, wow uh, so whereas yeah brisbane on the other hand you know like it's it's kind of we get about i mean there's probably only six weeks a year where i don't wear shorts uh it's you know where, where it gets to sort of you know can get cold yeah not cold compared to what you guys would say but no i I went out to visit my brother out there in your winter in like in in august and um i was sat out on his balcony without a shirt on sun tanning the guy walked fast in a ski jacket (laughs) 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 he's like looking at me and i was like looking at him and he was like that yeah pom (laughs) i I remember the first time i came up here from uh from from melbourne when i was visiting my then partner at the time and it was my for my birthday weekend and my birthday is the 30th of june which really should be one of the coldest days of the year and she bought me this new jacket to wear and i've we, we were out for for dinner um and we went out for some drinks after to a bar and she wanted me to wear the jacket and i'm like 
I can't wear it. It's 31 degrees. Like, <laughs> and it was a ski jacket. I'm like, well, like, not, not a ski jacket, it was you know, like a tailored jacket. But I was like, I was like, yeah. She's like, do you like the jacket? I was like, oh, it's great. As I'm sweating underneath it. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. So, uh, and obviously then, um, you're obviously one of the stalwarts of the Ninth Age community, community in Brisbane. How, how many people are uh, up in Brisbane playing? I mean, we, we know some of them. We know guys like Bobo, obviously, from uh, Friend of the podcast um um is there a is there a hardcore little uh, little community of ninth ages yeah so i think we, we've got a very fractured community uh you know bobo's probably touched on it. i mean in in seventh edition there was so cancon i'm not sure if you've ever heard of cancon but cancon's actually the biggest uh like tabletop um uh, event in the world um okay. i think it's even bigger bigger than the etc in terms of like number of people that go to it it's almost like one of those comic-con style events yeah which is in of course the smallest territory or state in, in australia in canberra um <laughs> but that yeah. that used to have i mean i think uh, during during sort of I think it was the second to last year of seventh edition they had 284 players for a singles event for that um, wow. so you know you get people coming over from you know even America and even the UK you know to that event and it was very prestigious but you know these days it's unfortunately not like that um, so we probably I, I ran a tournament a one day tournament uh, it was about two and a half months ago. I think we had 22 players confirmed. We had a couple of dropouts. We ended up with 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that that sort of seems, you know, for for, for, a, for a one-day event in Brisbane, we sort of te- generally tend to get somewhere between 16 to, to 22 players for it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's the challenge we've got. It's a very fractured community after, you know, the, the world that was, which I missed mm. all of that, by the way. I had a 10-year hiatus from Wargaming. I only got back into it about 15, uh, 15 months ago. Um, so I, you know, did the typical, you know, discovered um, alcohol nightclubs and girls and, um, yeah, sort of gave it away. And, <laughs> hey, there's a yeah, lot of time that way. Yeah. <laughs> but they all um, come drifting back. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, so we, yeah. we've got a very fractured community where you've got people playing Kings of War, Age of Sigma, 40K, and, and all the other systems. So that, that that's always going to be a challenge. I'm hoping that when the old world comes back, maybe we'll get, you know, healthy numbers back again. But yeah, sort of we get, you know, so we've probably, there's probably about, you know, I could probably arrange a game, you know, if I really tried with, with probably 30 guys here in Brisbane. Yeah. We've okay. got the most, you know, we, we've got the biggest scene in Australia. Um mm. Which is, you know, just by sheer dumb luck that I happened to move here. <laughs> well, convenient, <laughs> eh? Some might say that's genius, you know. I don't care if he's good, <laughs> is he lucky? You know, <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? But uh, yeah, so uh, and obviously, you know, there's there's obviously it, it might be a smallish scene, but it's obviously a pretty high quality scene uh, because you know Australia is so well represented at the ETC. Uh, you know, a very very strong, and of course, you know, with some of the best uh, best players. Uh, in the world out there yeah so we've sort of got uh, there's a few different tiers you've got um you know you've got the bobo tier uh mm-hmm. and then you know probably just like i mean you, you probably put actor and jamie Payne in, and you know maybe dave trickett might fall into that tier or maybe just underneath in the next tier and then you've sort of got you might have met the western boys um so the father and son mm-hmm. um which is yeah the nicest guy in ninth age and the Godfather, um, <laughs> and and then you've and then you've got you know a few other lads that would that would sort of slot into that um, that tier, and then you've sort of got um, so like Max for example that you would know the young Seward he would fall into that tier, yeah. and then there's probably the 
you know, the regular players that, you know, they might be, you know, I'd probably fall into that, that, that next tier where they're, you know, mm-hmm. um, sort of, you know, can, can mess it with the best for one game, probably couldn't do it for five. Um, mm. And, and then you've sort of got the fluff players after that and the returning players. So that, that's kind of how it, you know, is to yeah. divide it up. Um, that's kind of similar to us, isn't it, Kev? Just on yeah, a, I'd say yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a top tier and then the mm. second tier. Yeah, uh, it's quite the gap. Annoyingly, <laughs> it's mm. hard to break into that top tier. Yes, yes, it's I think, certainly. I think the biggest. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge is like I remember when I was, you know, um, I, I was I was all right in, in seventh edition. I think back then, you know, we actually had a couple of thousand in the rankings at times, um, and we actually in South Australia did our own masters for just because it was really hard to travel, uh, especially for you know I think I was sixteen, um, you know, so I was in year twelve, and I, I actually finished. Uh, ranked first in South Australia out of about I don't know 100 players for that year. Um, I, I of course took a fluffy list, list to the inaugural South Australian Masters and only came sixth. But um, you know I won three events out of the four I attended that year. Uh, you know and but back then I would be able to play. You know because because I could play two or three games on a Saturday or Sunday at Games Workshop. Um, you know and you, if you're playing you know, six, seven games, you're constantly reading rules, you're constantly improving. Whereas now, you know, just with life commitments, you know, mm. being an adult, I, I struggle to get a game in a fortnight sometimes. And I don't like UB. I'm not a fan of, mm. if I wanted to play a computer game, I'd play a computer game. So I think the it, it's one of those games where if you can regularly play, you know, a couple of games a week, especially against high quality players, you will just naturally get better. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's so very true. That, that's usually what separates the the top tier players um, from yeah, from the sure. lower tiers. Just game time. Uh, yeah, and uh, talking about top tier players, you've got a uh, a big tournament coming up, haven't you? Uh, the uh, New do. South Wales Masters. Uh, New South Wales GT. Oh, GT. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah. We, we do have the Australian yeah. Masters coming up, um, mm-hmm. which I've somehow managed to get myself into eighth position on the rankings. I don't know if I'll stay there because there's a couple of guys sort of sitting behind that have, um, yeah, only played you know one event. Like Dave Trickett's only been to one event and he's still eleventh. Um, <laughs> how, how many? How many qualify for the Masters then? Uh, sixteen. Yeah, the traditional okay. sixteen. Same for you guys. Well, that's a good question because we haven't had it for because of COVID. Uh, there hasn't been a Masters for the last couple of years, so I actually couldn't tell you that. Um, so I'm not, yeah, not sure who's reigning. Um, okay. But well, should be the first yeah, that, one back then. Mm, yeah, yeah, getting yeah, back in the uh, back in the swing a bit, but it's um, yeah. I mean, it's um, it, it's it's just great to be back playing uh, playing proper events again, isn't it? I mean, you know, particularly. I mean, I don't think anybody prefers UB. Uh, but it's um it's just great to be back playing again so that's that's awesome but um uh, so uh is it that is it is uh, you guys heading down to new south wales i'm guessing it's in sydney or is it somewhere else yeah so it's just outside the sydney cbd it's okay. in a uh i don't know if you have them in the uk but it's at an rsl um which is like the that's where you have all your anzac day celebrations and all that kind okay. of stuff so yeah yeah rsl are the it's a veterans um, not-for-profit basically, and they run these. Um, so it's it's usually got like a 
a memorial to um, to that areas, uh, you know, soldiers that have fallen in in mm-hmm. um, in conflicts, um, and they've got you know a bar and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it it will be a wet event. So that's generally going to sure. determine how well some people do. <laughs> uh, but I think mate, one one, yeah. one really positive thing, you know, with this event is New South Wales. Like their their last tournament they tried to run was a one day back. I was about four or five months ago, they got four players for it. This this event oh. sold out in eight days. Okay. Uh, and it's mainly mainly New South Welshmen. So I think that's a real positive thing for the scene. Maybe the revival is on. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, and is it is it going to be a bit like the State of Origin series where it's just going to be like the first punch will get thrown before the ball lands? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> by punching the point. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've uh, if you've never seen Spambots, if you've never seen uh, a state of origin rugby league game between New South Wales and Queensland, go on YouTube <laughs> and, ob- and observe what can only be described as a fucking good fight. Is <laughs> uh, back in the day they used to be pretty pretty brutal those uh, those games. So there's not a love lot lot of love lost between New South Wales and Queensland, is there? No, no. I'm actually, funnily enough, a New South Wales supporter because my uh, my grandfather played rugby union for for New South Wales. Although it's not rugby league, and my parents were both born there, uh, mm-hmm. I just when I, when I you know started following rugby from South Australia, I chose the Waratahs for Super Rugby, mm-hmm. and I chose South Wales for Origin. So, yeah, I'm yeah. not actually a Queensland supporter, but um, yeah, it is it is a pretty uh, it is a pretty brutal um, <laughs> sort of time of the year those three yeah. games <laughs> oh, right well well awesome well i'm sure you'll have a, a whale of a time and um yep so what we thought we'd do for you today listeners is uh, is run through the lists now angus has been kind enough to uh, send over the lists and in fact the draw so i think what we're going to do then guys is uh we're just going to take it uh, uh the draw the for round one is is up we're going to announce uh, who's playing whom, and uh, then we're going to run through their lists, and I think we're going to make a little prediction. And and what I like about this, Kev, of course, is that we don't know the players. So, you know, I mean, this could be the equivalent. Be me, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be like, you know, like me playing Tanker, or, you know, like you playing Craig Johnson, and we'll look at the lists and we'll go, well, that's obviously Matty P's game. <laughs> that's obviously Kev's game. <laughs> and then you'll be able to tell us, Angus, whether or not we're just full of shit. So... <laughs> So uh, hopefully that 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 makes sense. So uh, round one then on the first table at the New South Wales GT is Kieran Pink versus Aaron Holland. So then, gentlemen, um, who wants to take Kieran's list for me? Um, any particular volunteers, or shall I I'll go, uh, I'll go nominate first if you, want. you? Yep, go for it. So yeah, Kieran Pink, he's on the, the dwarves. Mm-hmm. So he's got a king on a war throne, uh, rune of resistance, hand weapon with rune of precision, two runes of might, rune of shielding. I'm assuming he's got a one up. Yep. And he strength six or something. Uh, Dragon Seeker paired weapons, rune of quickening, precision and might, grim resolve. So he's going to be like super quick and uh, very killy. I hate that guy. Yeah, um, he's hard work. Yeah, he's tough to kill. Uh, if you've ever got magic missiles. Thane, uh, BSB, Rune of Iron, Rune of Lightning, Rune of Shielding, Rune of Storm. So he's he's not too shabby. Uh, Ambler mm-hmm. Power, 30 Grey Beards, Great Weapons, Full Command, Standard of Wisdom, 12 Marksman, Shields, Crossbows, Muso, and then 10 Marksman with Crossbows and Muso. 24 Kingsguard uh, with Full Command and uh, Wisdom Banner. 20 Seekers, uh, 
full command steam copter with shrapnel bombs and then two runecrafted catapults. Mm. So uh, quite blocky, three big blocks there, but some tough-as-nails characters, that's for sure. Yeah, what do you think of that list, Angus? Yeah, I mean, oh, mate, it's funny. Since returning, I've not actually played against the Dwarf Army yet, so I don't really know too much about what they do. Um, but, yeah, I I know that they're no one really likes playing against Dwarves. I don't think even people playing with them. It's the old saying, isn't it? You know, you ruin six people's weekends, you have five opponents on your own. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, for me, like, I... The, the two hard reds in this field are definitely the two dwarf lists. Um, I don't really want to play this myself, but uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's gonna it's gonna you know be a really solid anvil. Uh, it's got some good shooting. Um, yeah, it looks like a pretty stock standard dwarf list to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that looks like it's a it's, it's hard work. I mean, a, a warrior's army is just gonna bounce off of that, so that's uh, that that's pretty bad. So um, maybe I was just you... assume I'm not gonna kill those characters. I'll try and get them for now. I think that's the best way of playing yeah. against dwarves. Yeah, you just dance around, pick up what you can, hopefully for the secondary and stuff like that. But uh, uh, imagine if it was sort of a battle for the center or something. That is gonna be difficult to shift. We don't happen to yeah. know what the uh, deployment and secondaries are for. The first round do we angus no no they've been held very close to lee jefferson's heart so far uh, <laughs> fair enough fair <laughs> enough why wouldn't he uh, of course if you're going up against uh, a, a great big anvil uh, maybe what you need is an even bigger anvil <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it looks like aaron holland's got the memo because he's playing the vc uh he's got a vampire count general dead arise uh, lamia with commandments uh, master on evo light armor on destiny's call great weapon with kingslayer and the knight's crown for a 920 point infantryman wow okay vampire courtier with lamia caught the damned uh with the aegis upgrade uh, adept on witchcraft bsb legion standard light armor paired weapons with shield breaker and binding scroll in core who will be popping out 55 that's right, 55 uh, skeletons with uh, Halberd Full Command and the Rending Banner. Uh, then there's another 40 skeletons with Full Command uh, with a Legion Standard, six Bat Swarms, which are awesome, eight Dire Wolves for shenanigans, three Great Bats times two, uh, then four Winged Reapers with Halberds, and then four Vampire Knights with Musicians, and another four Vampire Knights with Musicians. So uh, this could be either just standing off looking at each other or an absolute bloodbath disgust. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he doesn't care yeah, so about catapults, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, I'm actually a VC player. VC was my um, the main army I used in, in 7th edition when I, when I was doing well at tournaments. Um, so I, I play VC as well. And I've actually, Aaron's a good, good mate of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah I actually played this list while very similar. Um, like he, I think it was, you know, he had one extra um, unit, of, well, one less unit of vampire knights. Um, I uh, I played it with the KOE, and I was like, "There's no way in hell I'm touching those blocks. They are just because he's got the agility, um, but you know, they're like agility six. Those skellies. Uh, yeah. He's got you know a couple of razors. That's the most expensive vampire courtier I've ever seen. Um, Eight hundred ninety points for a courtier is insane. But yeah, it, it it's like it, it's very very hard to break down. So I think to your point, it will be a you know, potentially, and, and even if you go in, like, you know, you can't really cut the head off the snake because those vampires, yeah, I think in this particular matchup, like, to your point, it's either going to be a standoff or if they do go in, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see who can actually break who down. 
Mm. I mean, you've got. Yeah. I mean, you've got four absolute baller characters <laughs> there, two on each side, with mm. massive blocks that are going nowhere. I mean, Shield Wall's yep. going to save the dwarves, and the Skellies will just keep getting back up. Um, I mean, challenging in there. I mean, you you could just have challenging challenge tastics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have dwarf kings just fight the same champion like five times. Speed <laughs> he's back. I want to see yeah. the two big blocks have a big fight. Yeah. Definitely. Can you I, imagine I think how many dice you'd have that? to roll? <laughs> like buckets of the theft. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I probably. Think, I think if- it, if it's a standoff, I imagine that Aaron's probably got the, you know, with things like the Reapers and the Knights, he's probably got enough uh, MSU to be able to pick up everything else. So if he wants to, he can stand off and probably win a narrow, narrow win, particularly if there's a secondary that's sort of three pennies or something. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'd agree. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it to be then, chaps? Will it be? Yeah, Aaron? I think it'd be a, a small win to Aaron. I think the VCs have probably got. I don't think like the shooting of the dwarves is really gonna is strong enough to dent anything in there. Mm. It's just gonna come back, isn't it? The catapults are useless, really. I mean, they'll kill a lot of skellies, but does he care? And then yeah. uh, the crossbows probably not enough to really do anything. Maybe kills them some of the chaff. Mm, but then the bit. knights will just get them, won't they? So yeah, I'd imagine. Exactly. I think he's missed a. Missed the trick by not having an organ gun. I think having an organ gun and one catapult would have been better because then mm. you've got something you can deal with, like, you know, stuff like knights and, and the reapers. Um, and, and, you know, for a hold the center, you know, you just have the organ gun trained on that. And it's like, well, do you want to come near it? Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And four, four vampire knights could, could easily just get blown off in one go. So, yeah, mm. it's uh, mm, yeah. I think it's a good point you make there, Angus, actually. Uh, I think I'm probably going to follow suit here with you, Kev, and say it's going to be a narrow win to Aaron. Uh, what's your what's your thinking then, uh, Angus? Are you uh, you going to make it a three and a hole? Yeah, yeah, I think it'll either be a narrow or a big win to Aaron. I think if the like if, if they do go into each other, those blocks, I think the VC win unless I think unless Aaron gets diced. Uh, you know, and, and somehow he manages to, to sort of get through in those challenges. But like, you know, one of them's got distracting and, uh, and he's obviously going going first. So I think if he gets if he gets dice, perhaps. But I mean, even if you kill one of those characters, if he runs him in, in different units, which I know it does, you, you've killed one of them. But then that, that other unit's just going to get pinned, and the other yeah. unit's probably going to take care of business. So I think mm. yeah, it's going to either be a small win or a big win to Aaron. I think here. Yeah. Okay, and then if you were to uh, obviously knowing the, both these players, uh, is is one a much stronger player than the other, or are they relatively similarly skilled, or what's their reputation wise? I've only seen Kieran's name at one other event, which was earlier in the year, so I don't know if he's you know a um, <clears throat> you know a, a sort of a an OG or anything like that. But I know mm-hmm. Aaron has had a pretty good year. Aaron's currently sitting fourth in the, um, in the, in the okay. rankings from Asters. So he's having a pretty good year. So right. I'd say, so, you know, yeah, based off of player. Yeah, backs that up as well then, doesn't it? <coughs> Fair enough. Okay. So there we go. We are up and running. So uh, the second game is uh, Matt versus Tim N. And, um, I'm guessing that that's Matt, Matt Stanley with the Infernal Dwarves. So uh, do you want to run us through that list then, uh, Angus? I can do that, mate. So Matt's running a prophet who's his general. Uh, he's a prophet of Shemut. He's got the bull of Shemut. 
Uh, he's a wizard master with alchemy, shield, uh, alchemist alloy, obsidian rock. And he's got an overlord, great weapon, blessed inscriptions, paired weapons uh, with cleansing light, blades of protection, talisman for shielding, mask of ages, and two ritual. Uh, he's got a vizier who has a shield with Kadim binding, uh, his PSB, great weapon, uh, breath of the brass bull, 30 citadel guard, pistol and spear, standard bearer, flaming standard museum and champ. Uh, 20 levies, spear, shield, both, uh, musician, standard bearer. Actually, he's got two of those. Uh, five Turok anointed, paired weapons, standard bearer, flaming standard of musician. 24 immortals with full command, with great weapons. Five vassal cav, uh, infernal artillery, so nap to throw fires of industry, and an infernal engine with rock crusher. Okay, what do you think of that list, Kev? I'm <laughs> uh, confused by the overlord. Uh, turret ritual that makes him just like the cavalry version, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But he hasn't got anywhere to sit in, does he? So I guess he'd have to sit in with a vassal calf. Uh, he's got the anointed as well. Yeah, he's got the anointed. So they're the big ones, though, aren't they? I suppose he could sit on the edge of them. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on the list. I don't really rate immortals. I think they just uh, have no combat output. Really, only one attack. <laughs> If anything uh, stronger than them goes in, they'll just die. They've got they've got a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of alchemy that's going to be boosting in there, isn't yeah. there? I mean, yeah, they're going to. You know, you're looking at you're looking at you're going to that you, that block's going to be on a one up pretty much all the time, um, and it's going to have all sorts of of, of re rolls uh, on yeah. on the flaming standard units and stuff like that. They're surprisingly difficult to shift, actually. I find idea unless you get a real baller unit into them, but um, I think yeah, you've heard it, legend as well. If you haven't got an answer to that, that could be a real problem for you. Yeah. It is very blocky, though. I, I do think it's going to struggle a bit there for, for mobility. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose but, the uh, Turok anointed pretty quick, but yeah, that's about mm, it, really. Oh, that's yeah. just big blocks. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Vassal Cab, I think, are really excellent for their points as well. Oh, oh, after they killed your wizard turn six you still yeah. remember that yeah no i do yeah <laughs> i do ollie ollie mather i'll never forget <laughs> never forgive <laughs> yeah what do, what do you think of that list then uh, angus uh, any thoughts on that i mean as a koa player i don't really want to play it i mean he's got that i'm assuming that lord's actually a cowboy thinking about it um so you know he's got um divine attacks and he's obviously got alchemy so for me and, and it's blocky so i'm like oh, i don't know if i want to go into it um mm. but you know yeah I, I think it is very static it's got some shooting but i think immortals are a good amble but they to it to keb's point they don't have a lot of um a lot of output although they still get parry i'm pretty sure while having great weapons so depending on the matchup they can do okay but yeah i you know i think it also so matt is one of those um loves a beer kind of players so it depends oh, on what a good only, boy yeah so it's only <laughs> round one but but matt does have a tendency to you know even even on day one still rock up looking very dusty because he hasn't been to bed or it's 4 a you know the 4 a.m finish so it also <laughs> depends you know on on what time matt finishes up the night before i think i i like him already <laughs> uh, I guess it's handy having blocks if you know you're going to be pissed or hungover yeah, most of the pu- week. Push him forward, push him forward. <laughs> yeah, just stand there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, excellent. Uh, okay, and then Matt uh, in his uh, in what I'm really envisaging now is his drunken stupor is going to be playing against uh, Tim Nesbit. That's correct, isn't it, Tim N? Um, now this guy's got a fantastic middle name, and I want to know why he's called Wiggles. 
I don't know. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. You, get it, you get have a nickname. Wiggles is a pretty good one. Okay, but Tim's got his orcs and goblins. Uh, he's got orc warlord, general uh, iron orc paired weapons with shady shanking, plate armor on destiny's call, troll ale flask. Don't see that very often. Potion of swiftness. Um, then he's got an orc shaman, feral orc, master on shamanism with paired weapons standard, really. Uh, another orc shaman, feral uh, adept on pyro with skull fetish. Skull fetish is so good, particularly uh, with what's coming. Uh, goblin king, cave goblin on a nasher. <laughs> I know so many of those, actually. Oh, I don't know how you do that, kind of thing. Anyway, uh, paired weapons, hero's heart, light armor with the essence of mithril and a lucky charm for a two-up re-rollable, which is nice. Um Orc Chief Feral Orc uh, Shield BSB Light Armor with two text guard, which is pretty cool. I like that. 30 Orc Egg Bashers Ferals Paired Weapons Mammoth Stabber uh, with the traditional Green Tide Full Command setup. 20 uh, more Feral Orcs, uh, these with bows, shield, uh, and Full Command with Banner and the Relentless Company. That's an interesting choice. Uh, then 20 Iron Orcs with Full Command and the Green Tide Banner. 15 orcs with uh, full command and the banner of the relentless company. I've got a funny feeling this boat wants a pagger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, an orc boar chariots, five goblin raiders with common goblins, uh, a splatterer with the overs- overseer, and a giant with a giant club. Right, so is Wiggles looking for a punch up then, Kev? <laughs> yeah, the, lots of blocks again as well. Yeah, lots of it, blocky lists yeah. going on. Like it. No, it, it. This isn't typical of the uh, of the Australian meta, then, Angus. No, no blocks are not. I mean, normally it's your your fluff players that play blocks. Um, you know, I mean, blocks obviously in seventh edition were you know sort of the ray. And I think you know I didn't play much eighth edition, but you know I think you know you had obviously the the big steadfast blocks in eighth edition as well. Uh, so yeah, it seems that nearly every single list we go through is, is just going to be, you know, blocktastic. I think Actar mm. described it as uh, it's going to be Tetris on steroids. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's a pretty green matchup for the Orcs here. I think they're mm. a very good, um, good standing. Uh, yeah, like both like the Feral Orcs obviously are. Yeah, you, you can kill fifteen of them, and, and then they'll swing back and kill twenty of you. So mm. I think I think Matt's going to be up against it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's just so much firepower in there, isn't there? And and lacking the mobility that we were talking about earlier, uh, and with not really enough chat. I think there's going to another bloody big punch up. Um, mm. and we we've all seen them go go off the rails. But what what do you reckon, Kev? Yeah, I guess. Uh... The Alchemy Master for the ID is not really going to play an important role as much, but uh, mm. I'm a big fan of the list. I like it. It's just a shame it's not all Feral Orcs. I'd love to see like just nothing but Feral Orc blocks. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's a good list. I like it. And I think it will be uh, yeah a win for the Orcs and Goblins. I reckon. I think their big blocks better than the other big block. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty punchy list, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I, we, 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 we salute you, Wiggles. We also salute you, Matt. Make sure you get yourself nice and nice and drunk and have fun. <laughs> that's the way that's the way to do it, isn't it? That's <laughs> what we're all there for. We're not really there to push toy yeah. soldiers around. No. Okay, so moving on to table three. This is obviously the chump table um, because we've got a certain uh, Angus Sturt Bray uh, versus Max Wharton. So I uh, don't mean to insult you, Max, obviously. <laughs> Kev, why don't you run us through uh, Angus's um, 
Well, I'm sure the anguish of Brian was through his list. No? Oh yeah, of course. And then then I'll let you critique it afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a grudge match. Obviously, the young Seward. Um, he uh, he called me out while he, you know he was well oiled because he uh, mistook. Um, I, I was I basically used his name as a as a pun uh, when the when the event came out and I was I, you know I tagged him in it was like let's um let's match Wharton this uh, player cap out and uh, <laughs> he called me a pretend, called me a pretender and of course threw down the fish and I've managed to you know one of one of the probably you know top seeded players at the event. Um, I managed to, you know, pair myself into them in round one by accident. So, uh, and he's um, an absolute legend of a bloke as well. So he he's is, a superstar. He yeah, he's a real superstar. <laughs> um, so I've gone for the KOE. I've, I've shelved the VC uh, for for the rest of the year because the I'm loving the new new KOE book and I've yeah been adding some new models and units. So <laughs> I've got uh, an Ecotone Lord. He's my general. He's on a Hippogriff with shield, Lance of Divine Judgment, Black Knight's Tabard, Talisman of Shielding, Sanctum with Honor. Uh, I've got an Ecotone Lord on a Pegasus with Halberd with Mortal Reminder, Percival's Panoply, Paladin and Valor. Uh, I've got a damsel on a revered unicorn with who's a wizard adept of Div with a uh, magical heirloom. I've got a folk hero uh, who's Quinn with a heraldic steed and light armor. Uh, I've got two sixes of Heal Knights with full command banner of discipline. As you would see, I didn't actually take a BSB. Um, eight auto sergeants with great weapon champ, uh, auto minister and musician. 30 levies, paired weapons, champ, uh, sorry, full command. Uh, then I've got eight Knights of the Quest, uh, champion who is a banneret with Castellan's Crest, uh, full command with Rending Banner, uh, four Peg Knights, champion, standard bearer with Banner of Discipline, five Outriders with throwing weapons, and I've got the Fey Knight, champion of the Green Knight. Mm. And uh, it's worth saying as well that you sent us some pictures of your beautiful army, which is based on the... Uh, uh, the Teutonic Knights, and um, uh, I sent them over to 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 you, didn't you, Kev? Uh, they look yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it looks lovely. Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, all very good together. Nice yeah. uh, colour choice, black and white. Absolutely. So I, uh, I I painted that army back in like between 2007 and 2009, and then yeah, I sort of added a few new bits. I the, the biggest challenge I found was um, back then my uh, creative juices didn't. Um, Goes as well as it is now, so I've managed to find a way, obviously, to get you know the, the hippogriff and um and and you know the Pegasus knights and, and stuff in there by the, the angels. So I'm actually using the Age of Sigma. Um, I can't remember what they call them in Age of Sigma, but they're they're like they've got the wings, so they kind of look like angels. Uh, and then you know the Green Knight is um, Frederick Barbarossa himself. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, Barbarossa's back. Back in back in seventh. 7th edition, I used to play uh, some footed damsels who are priests, so, um, so I don't think I sent any pics of them, but I've now included uh, some Saracen, um, so, you know, sort of shaman looking guys, um, which was, yeah, uh, Suleiman the Saracen, and, and then also our Mukta from the Desert Dogs, so... Um, yeah. Are they going to be your auto-sergeants? <laughs> Uh, so I've got, so I've got um, the, so Suleiman the Saracen is my uh, folk hero. And then yeah. Al Mukta is my damsel. Um, so, oh, okay. I have those yeah. models too, and I feel like he's in the auto sergeants. Well, I've got the desert. I've got about 10 desert dogs, and they're going to be my auto sergeants, or they're also going to be a second unit of questing knights because they've got bastard swords, essentially. So, yeah. Um, yeah I've got nice. What do you think of the list then, uh, Kev? Interesting. Why have you gone for the Talisman of Shielding on the Ectoin Lord? 
because it puts him straight to a four up. Does he so get? He's... I was saying to you, it just gives him the plus one on top of that. Then oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So goes... than the five up. Yeah, so he's a, he's, a, he's a three up, four up essentially, and he goes straight, so he's always got a four up Aegis. Um, and then with Black Knight's Tabard, obviously, it means that he's not not copying multi wounds, so I can fly him around if there's cannonballs and he's only going to take one wound. I did, I was teetering on instead of taking Div and taking uh, Druidism just so I could uh, heal him back if I need to. Um, but yeah, that, that was the boring. thought process. Mm. Yeah, no, I like it. It's uh, interesting. Um, uh... Yeah, because I'm getting back into the KOE now, so I like to see other people's lists, and I think the Questing Knights are definitely a must. They yeah, seem really, really strong. Good. Yeah, they're really good. I've I've not actually played this list yet, so I wrote it, and I'm not even running on the table, so I could get, you know, I could be in, a, in real strife. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you're up against Max Wharton, uh, Young Seward, and, uh, and where would he be without his Beast Turds? So uh, I'll run you through that, if that's okay, and then you can let us know, Kev, or do you want to do the Beast Turds? It's, uh, oh, do you want to go down to the woods today? Oh, I'll run through uh, Young on Seward's then. one. He's uh, schooled me before so uh got to respect it he knows what he's doing he's, he's certainly got the does. Soothsayer. Certainly does. yeah uh ambushing wizard master druidism with two binding scrolls interesting and then another soothsayer general he's an adept on evo we've seen the dark forest and the crown of horns then he's got himself a little mrs mino is great totem bearer bsb v4 icon destiny's cool great weapon and the dragonfire gem then 40 mongrel herds, spear, ambush, but yeah, ambush, full command, banner of wild herd, three raiding chariots, 15 wild horn, throwing weapons, ambush, standard of banner discipline and a muso. Then eight minos with a great weapon, uh, banner of speed, full command. 15 centaurs, great weapon, full command, banner of speeds. That's fucking two very quick units. Uh, a unit of seven razor tusk herd. Wow. Impressive. Um, and then. A Razor Touch Chariot and two units of five Gargoyles Scouts. So with that Razor Touch Chariot and those Banner of Speeds on the Minos and Centaurs, he's uh, got a lot of range out there. He yeah, may man. even give your KOE a run for its money, Angus. So, uh, yeah, watch out. There's, there's some pretty s- significant zoning going on there. I remember when I played uh, uh, Max in the... Um, uh, in the the UB tournament, he had um, the the race. This that was the game that we played by correspondence. It was uh, such fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, uh, what's your thinking about this? Soothsayer is bizarre. I just want to say that I do not understand that at all. Yeah, where's that? Where's that coming on from then? Wherever he likes, <laughs> but yeah. Obviously, yeah. well, goes in the mongrel. He has to sit on the edge. It could be in the wild horn herd and just sit in the corner, I suppose, whenever he comes on. But, yeah, mm, okay. interesting. Mm, it is, isn't it? Maybe that's what he's just doing. It's just like the old scroll caddy. I haven't seen one of them for a while. You wouldn't yeah. want to um, ambush, though, and, and not come on when you need the binding scroll. So I don't know if he'll actually ambush, or it's more just, uh, you know, to, to sort of make you think, you know, mm. before you're reading a matchup, potentially. Because that, that's you know, true. if you can't, yeah, if he doesn't come on and you need the binding scroll, um, <laughs> yeah, Max is a Max is a very very um, you know smart player. Um, so I, I just don't know whether he'll actually, or it might be you know depending on the matchup. If there's no no magic, perhaps he will ambush. But yeah, I don't know if he'd, he'd ambush um, in in our game anyway. I'd be curious to see what happens. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, what's the predictions then for this? Uh, Angus, obviously, you will have to. Uh, 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 what's the correct word? You have to rescind yourself from this, won't you? Um, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. We have to make a decision, man. <laughs> Oh, crikey. We've got Angus. <laughs> okay, what do, what do I actually think? Oh, it's, it's going to be critical. The, char- the charge is absolutely critical. Um, yeah. And who's got the best chaff? There ain't no chaff like flying chaff. Exactly. Those two units of gargoyles uh, will be a pain in the ass. Mm. And okay, we often struggle to deal with chaff. Mm. Um, even like the racer task, they could be chaff. Shove them forward. They'll take yeah. a charge. They'll kill some. Take some knights down with them, though. Um, Crikey me, though. I mean, that, but they, you know, those questing knights are going to be they get lethal strike, magical attacks, all sorts, isn't it? Even they can't take down eight minos are great weapons. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a scary block of minos, I think. Mm. All right. Just fucking not those knights. Are we drifting towards saying that Max might edge this on lists? I think so. I'm sorry, Angus. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I like being the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> you can do what, it though. Yeah. What's your last, uh, last what, time? What's, what's your interpretation of this then, mate? Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Last time Max and I played was with my VC, and I had him in a position to win eighteen two, and uh, my my block of grave guards um, with my general and BSB uh, just needed to rot. So he, uh, I beat his chariots. I managed to to chaff him and, and charge his chariot star. So we had the two soothsayers on chariots, um, like the Mario Kart, and the other one plus his um, beast lord is about an eighteen hundred and uh, yeah, it's like seventeen hundred ninety point unit, and plus the the points for the, uh, killing the general. And he rolled a seven on his break test um, to like as in his his, um, his distance. And all I had to do, so I was swift stride because of um, out of the wolf, and all I had to do was roll a, a seven, and I rolled a six, and then he rallied, and then he charged, uh, then I charged him again, and he. Um, and he, I think, I oh, didn't kill my general, but that then resulted in him winning 11-9, whereas I, I, I probably would have won 17-3 or 18-2. So, yeah, oh, I've, I've got yeah. <laughs> it was very frustrating. But, mm. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, one thing I've got in my favour is that the, you know, the flying chaff, I've got three units that don't care because I can see over them and they, they fly. The other thing as mm. well is I've got... Um, witchcraft, so I actually should outzone, and particularly my lord's got the extra two inch charge. Um, so if you add witchcraft to that as well, so you know, I've, it it just depends on on you know how the magic goes. I mean, it, it's going to be a, I think it's going to come down to who wins the the smart magic um, boat, like what spells you let go, like which buffs, like you know, if, for example, if I mark the minotaurs with the questing knights, and and I manage to get that charge, you know, with say a, a character or, or the green knight or something like that it's really going to come down to i think who wh- how he uses his binding scrolls and who lets which spells off um for for combinations that that's what it, i think it's going to come down to um and whoever mm. wins that i think will break through the middle um that, that that's how i can see the game going mm. there's there's definitely i mean it's going to be the it'll be a chaff war early doors and then critical charges won't it so uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think I mean, they, if, that could be quite very edgy. Could be very edgy. It, if he gets the charge, he wins. So it's going to yeah. come down to whether I can engineer um, 
you know, and, and use board space effectively. Um, and even if I do get the charge, then then the buff war is going to come in. So he's definitely got the advantage, I think, in this matchup. Um, mm. So it's it's going to take me some work to be able to do it. And it's it's whether you know at that time of the morning if I'm if I'm up to the challenge. Um, so I'm I'm going to say Max is going to win. Um, if I was to put put something on it, and I mean I don't mind too much because then I can always submarine. Um, but yeah, I think that, <laughs> that's, that's where, that's it is a wise path. <laughs> uh, excellent. Okay. Okay. Well, we you know what we want to know this. So uh, when you when this uh, when that when this is when this is finalised, the result, will you let us know ASAP so we can uh, so we can uh, talk about it? That'd be cool. Thank you. Is it this weekend coming up? No, it's next weekend. Oh, okay. They they released the list really early, so we had they were due three weeks before the event. Um, so yeah, that um, so I was like, oh, I, don't, I haven't even got everything painted yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing well, on motivation to get it done. No, absolutely. Okay, on table four, then we have got Johannes Scherpenhausen versus Scott Thompson. So uh, I think when I was looking at this, it looked like uh, uh, Johannes is running a beasts list. So Kev, do you want to want to run us through another yeah, beasts list? This one, quite a long uh, one. This I, one, I like this one. So yeah, beast lord, uh, general ambush and hunting call, cool. uh, throwing weapon, light armor, destiny's cool, blessed inscriptions on a great weapon, crown of horns and dragon staff. Then beast chieftain with ambush, greater totem bearer, um, throwing weapons, battle standard bearer. Essence of Mithril, great weapon, talisman of shielding. Then he's got two units of 27 wild horn herd with paired weapons, throwing weapons, ambush, full command, uh, banner wild herd, and a blooded horn totem on both the champs. Uh, and then eight feral hounds. Then he's got two units of 25 longhorn herd with ambush, great weapons, full command, uh, flaming standard, and an old hide totem as well. Then he's got three Cyclopses and three Giants, uh, two beer barrels and an uprooted tree. Oh, now I know why you like it. <laughs> Love it. One, it's very symmetrical, and who doesn't like that? But then, you know, he's got the six big monsters. How can you not like that? I big, love it. Well, blocks and bros, eh? Blocks and yeah, no bros. Magic, yeah. Wow, that is bold. That is bold. Yeah, I uh, suppose what... magic is the um, totems, isn't it? He's just here. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but totems. But totems, it's a bite. It's a it's a bound spell jamboree. What do you think, Angus? Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to play it because he's got the divine catapults. Um, so you know, as a KOE player, that's that's not going to be fun if they hit. Um, yeah. But if they don't, I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited because I think I I can you know break down all the the blocks you know reasonably easily. Um, but I mean, it's a it's definitely an outside of the box list. That's for sure. It's not something mm. I was expecting. Yeah, um, looks fun. I think that's mm. the yeah. I think it looks fun. No magic's always interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, the bounds. Mm. It's quite what? similar to um, Permanard's list, isn't it? You just got monsters on the table to start with, yeah, and then everything else is just ambushing on. Mm. So it could, yeah. could prove a real problem for some people. Uh, and uh, well, let's see if it's going to be a problem for Scott Thompson with his Warriors list. He's got a Chosen Lord with the uh, General and Wasteland Dragon Shield. Uh, he's got the Burning Portents with Gauntlets, the Weirdstone, Envy, and the Idol of Spite. 
clearly he has got the keys to the treasury. <laughs> uh, he's got a Doom Lord on the behemoth with additional limbs because he likes <laughs> legging it around. Uh, shield Halberd with super decks. Uh, it's a good build. Uh, and then with Strain's Core, which means there's going to be no magic casting on this table at all. <laughs> so fair enough. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> this game's going to be over in an hour. 20 Warriors we've paired with, uh, so that'll be greed. Uh, full command banner of Relentless Company. Uh, then two uh, scoring blocks of uh, 15 barbs with paired weapons and champs. Then five of the, the good old boys, the Feldrax with great weapons, musician and champion. No banner of discipline. Ooh, controversial. Uh, Elder with paired weapons. Uh, three chosen knights with gluttony with full command. A chimera with wings and five warhounds. Okay. Uh, well... I mean that is that's a that's a that's a pool ball in a sock list, isn't it? That's coming hey diddle diddle <laughs> straight up the middle, uh, and I think that that versus that beast list is a pretty solid option. Uh, I, I would imagine that those big blocks of, of beasts are going to be shitting in their pants when yeah, that stuff they, arrives. So. They don't like terror causes, that's for sure. And he's got uh, three mm. terror causes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. The dragon Doodle could just fucking whiz about to wherever he's coming yeah. on. Even with the fear causes, he's got enough fear causes there with the chosen knights and the Feldrax that he's going to be testing yeah. on a steadfast on sevens. So, yeah, um, could be could be tricky. Could be tricky indeed. Is that your interpretation of it there, mate? As well, Angus. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I mean. I think if the those catapults pop off, maybe he's got a chance. Uh, but I mean, I, I actually want to play this Warriors list because the the Chosen Lord doesn't actually scare me that much with the Burning Portent because I've got um, the Black Knight's Tabard. Mm. Um, so I'm actually I'm actually keen to to see if my um, hippo can can fight that dragon if if I do get to play him because um, I think he could. Um, just yeah, it depends. But yeah, I think it's it uh, you'd have to go the Warriors in this matchup. I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I just thought so. The, yeah, the gauntlets might worry you a little bit, um, but True. yeah, it's a good it's a good point. It's a good point. Envy's quite nice as well, so don't let him charge you. Uh, okay, um, right. Yeah, so I think this is probably uh, Scott's for the taking. Uh, I think we're all three of us going to go with that one then. Yeah, I think big win. Obviously, it depends on the terrain on the table and how well he can hide his ambushing units. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's uh, let's whiz on to table five then. We've got Alex Cutler versus Sam Weston. Um, Alex has got another Warriors list, so if, uh, if if unless anybody particularly wants to, I'll I'll, I'll run through that. Does anybody Go want to jump in ahead of me? Man. Cool. Okay, Alex, well, his warriors, he's got an Exalted Herald, uh, Chosen Knights uh, on a Kark, uh, General, you don't see many on Karks, uh, Trophy Rack uh, Shield uh, with the Hellford Armour, with Basalt Infusion, Paired Weapons with Kingslayer, Talisman of Shielding, Obsidian Rock, Envy in the Dark Prelates, which is quite a cool option, it's just an unusual build, but I do like it, um, Sorcerer Adept on an Evo, Light Armour, with the Essence of Mithril, Binding Scroll, Crystal Ball, okay, that's a, a decent build as well. 23 Warriors with Sloth and Halberds. A full command Zealot's Banner. Okay, five, uh, six Feldrax. Yeah, go boys. Full command and uh, Banner of Discipline. Three Envy Chosen Knights full command with the Stalker Standard. Uh, and then five Flayers with Shields Throne, Weapons and Musician times two. Uh, uh, well, if there's ever there's been a, um, a Chicago Bum Rush list, that's it there, isn't it? Um, yeah, chuck the flares out in front, chaff them up, and get right in behind them, 
and then give them one right up the jack see that's my advice um it's quite a nice <laughs> list this um it doesn't mess about uh there's there's just about enough magic there to uh, to give you some boosts in combat i like the dark prelate option because people will be concentrating obviously on stopping ancestral aid and um spectral blades and stuff and then you just uh, go oh tell you what i'll help myself to a uh, five up uh ages save shall i uh yeah what do you think of that then kev it's a very matty p list i'd say it certainly is yeah. I, I thought you'd like this one um yeah just big blocks isn't it really yep i just worry it's maybe too few too few mm. units on the table that's yeah, answer. I mean, Mike, Mikey Newman was telling me the other day he likes to have four dangerous, four dangerous combat blocks or combat threats, and I wonder whether this is three and a half. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you reckon, Angus? Yeah, I mean, I've I've fought that you know Warriors block um, with Zealots Banner a few times, and they they definitely hold their weight depending on what goes into them. I mean, they can fight nearly everything. Um, but yeah, I I tend to agree with it. It's a little bit small, but it does also have some pretty decent mobility. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean I'm a big fan of um, oh, the what's the fame flight option? Um, uh, uh, lust, um, lust. Yeah, so I mean I think this list with you know like have the sloth, but then have you know the chosen knights with with lust, for example. I think would be a better option just because, you know, you're obviously then um, adding in the, the fame flight with the chosen knights. But I mean, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good list. I think depending, it's going to be matchup dependent for the, for the event, the exalted heralds, obviously they really, you know, it's a very versatile um, model that he's got there. But mm. I also, I don't know Alex. I've not, not heard of Alex before. So he, you know, for all we know, he could be a, you know, a returning seventh edition, um, you know, juggernaut. Um, yeah. He could also Legend of the game. Player, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know, so mm. you know that, and that, that it's it's there is a bit of unknown with this event. Um, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of the big big names, you know, that aren't going. There's a couple, you know. You, you've got obviously uh, Rich, who's actually playing Sam Weston, which you probably would have met at ETC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, it'll be interesting. Um, mm. I mean, uh, sorry, Sam's also not not using, you know, sort of his um one of his conventional armies, but yeah. Mm. I'm, well, in Not fact, sure. talking of, of, of Sam's list, why don't you uh, why don't you run us through the Aslanders list? Because uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got I, no I'm idea. I'm hoping what you do, know more but... about it than we will. <laughs> <laughs> so he's running the Aslanders for this. Um, so I should pronounce the K there. Um, so he's got the uh, Asklander chief. Uh, he's his general. He's a Yarl um, with shield, berserkers, bear pelt, destiny's call, paired weapons, hero's heart, crown of the wizard king. Uh, then he's got the Chief, who's a BSB, Shield, Berserkers, Bearfeld as well. Uh, Essence of Mithril, Power Weapons and Shield Breaker. Um, is, that a, is it Side Kenner? Um, I think so. See it. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that. Um, so he's got two Wizard. of those. The ones, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just say Wizard. Got two um, Wizards. Yeah, Tim the Enchanter. Um, so Wizard Adept, Shamanism, Heirloom. The other one is a Wizard Adept of Witchcraft. He's got four units of, um, of 26 Arslanders with Shield, Champion, uh, Museum of Standard Medicine, Full Command. Then he's got another unit of 20. Um, sorry, it's three units of 26, one unit of 20 with Shield and Musician as well. Two units of five Warhounds. Uh, then he's got two blocks of 25 Berserkers, one with Great Weapon and Champ, one with Paired Weapons and Champ. Uh, two units of two Wags, and then three Marauding Giants with Tribal War Spear. Well, I don't know what it does, but it looks fucking cool. 
bodies on the table. Yeah. Mm. That's a, you, you, you've played against Aslanders. I remember you played against them at Bristol, Ken, uh, Kev. What do, you, what do you reckon? I did play against them. Uh, I think that list was better than this list. I don't really get mm. this one, I'm afraid, Sam. I just think the little use of 26 Aslanders is just not enough. They'll just die. Like, no, the Warriors are just going to run right over this. I mean, yeah. He hasn't got the ambushing stuff either, which I always think is quite a nice little touch for him, the longship raiding thing. Mm. That works well. Uh, yeah, the characters they, seem a little bit underpowered as well. Are the Arslanders the ones that, you know, have the, like, they're almost like the Kislevite um, wing lances? Is that them? Or is that the other um, supplementary book? Because uh, I was surprised if it is that they, he hasn't got any of... Any of those yeah, units. I'm thinking of the um, I forgot what it's called now. Not the Arsenal. The Arsenal is like the uh, oh, barbarians. Yeah, it's basically a barbs. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They, they're a end. bit they're a bit limited for shock cavalry. Um, but the um, I mean the, those those blocks will. Yeah, the, I think you're right there. I think they're going to struggle a bit against the uh, against the firepower that's coming out of that 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 warrior list. Um, but then again, I've I when it was a while ago, um, I, I chucked something like you know twenty MV paired weapons guys into them and just bounced off of a, a blocks because when they um, some of these these blocks and I can't remember which ones it's just Ashlanders or maybe Berserkers or maybe it's like that the Yarl or something like house that guard, they get oh the house cars they get bloody stubborn I couldn't shift the fuckers yeah so, he hasn't got them guys sadly yeah so. It might. I mean, Sam's a bloody good player. He knows what he's doing, uh, obviously. But yeah, yeah I'm not like sure. I get this. Or third, I think. Uh, this moment. feels more like a hobby project to me. Then he's just uh, bringing this out for fun. Mm. So yeah, we'll see how he gets on. But I think it's uh, worries all the way. Okay, so um, we've got Sam. Who's? Did you say he was sitting second in the uh, in the table? At the yeah, moment? second. I think he's he's nearly podiumed um, at most of his events for the year. He had one where he, you know, his army wasn't painted, where he didn't get. Um, I think he finished a bit lower, but yeah, he's he's sort of been. I think his worst finish for the year is like seventh, but he's you know podiumed and he's won a couple. So, um, okay. but that was with his with his demons and with his vermin. So I'm not sure yeah. to be honest. Okay, and he's up against the Alex, who's the lesser-known player, but with what we think might well be the list. So this could be quite. This could be the potential uh, potential uh, taking taking a face here, taking a name. Could be, couldn't it? Could be. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Warriors as well. I think the, the Warriors have got the uh, got the firepower here, unless, uh, of course, there's something about Aslanders. I don't know, which is probably the case. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're pushing on then to table six, which is Ryan Usher versus Lee Jefferson. Um, okay, so Ryan then. Uh, I'm looking for his list. If anybody's got demons. it to hands. Go on then, Kev, if you want to do it. Yeah, so Ryan Usher on Demon Legions. He's got a very expensive uh, character there, uh, coming in at 1,105 points. I imagine the most expensive character at the event is the Miser of Sugalug, or Sugalag. Uh, he's a general, uh, uh, Wizard Master on Div, Withering Vapor. I don't know what that does. Kaleidoscopic Flesh, Hammer Hand, Living Shield, Smothering Coils. Um, so he has like extra attack and I think Living Shield's parry all the time. Smothering Coils is like extra plus one the wound against large or something. Harbinger mm-hmm. of Father Chaos next. Uh, Wizard, Wizard Adept Evo Dark Fire. Then he's got 15 Succubi with Smothering oh. Coils, Full Command, 15 Myrmidons, Whip Crack Tail. 
Muso Champ, Ten Lemures, Unnatural Roots, Standard Bearer Champ, um, Five Clawed Fiends, Piercing Spike, Muso and Champ, Three Hoarders, Kitener Scales, Mirrored Scales, uh, Standard Bearer and Champ, a Blazing Glory with the Horns of Hubris, Eight Eidolons with the Aura of Despair, and Four Bloatflies with a Champ. Ooh, okay. What do you think of that then, Angus? That fucking miser. I can't lose the quarter of his army. <laughs> so Ryan, Ryan's another good mate of mine, actually. Uh, this is a new army for him. He's only run at one tournament so far, which was a, a three and a half, or three thousand two hundred fifty point one that I ran. So he's been, he's nearly finished it. It was a, it was a, a hobby project. But I mean, Ryan's also. I think he's actually ranked second. He's um, he's podiumed at a couple events this year. He's in very good form, although that was with his ogres. Um, he, he's a good player. Um, Lee's a pretty good player as well. They're, they're both um, in the running for the Masters. So I I think the challenge here is that the Demons are still relatively new for Ryan, whereas Lee, I think Lee actually exclusively plays Sylvan Elves, which he's running, although it's a different list to what he normally runs, um, is my understanding. But I think in this matchup, I think, the combination of Ryan not knowing demons as well as, you know, some of his other armies um, and Lee obviously knowing Sylvan Elves. And I think the matchup's better, which we'll obviously go through that list in a second. I don't really know too much about what demons do. I've only played them, you know, a couple of times since returning. Um, but nobody knows what they yeah. do. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You just find out as you go, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I I think it's going to come down to, you know, how he uses the miser and how he, because it is a bit of a toolbox army. Um, so I think it's going to come down to, you know, if he's able to engineer the matchups he wants and if the, if the miser survives and, and does what he needs it to do. Um, and, you know, he, he could come out. I mean, he's a class player, like Ryan is. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Um, it's, well, it's, I mean, that's like, what misers really... do. Is it, That's what they, mm. they do is they survive, don't they? So, um yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, it is a bit of a Swiss army knife. There's something for everyone there, isn't there? You got a got a bit of uh, range damage with the Eidolons, bit of counter punch, a few little uh, anvils there with the hoarders and you know. Interesting. Interesting. Right, well why don't you run us through uh, Lee's list then, uh, Angus? Shall do. So Lee is our is our TO um, for the event. So he's he's put this on. So Lee, thank you for that, mate. Um, props out to so, me. bit of a different list to what he normally runs. Um, he's gone the, the the real sort of combat, but without the um the the elk lord. Uh, so he's got a tree father ancient general wizard master of druidism. Uh, he's got the avatar. He's got a thicket shepherd who's his BSB. Two units of 24 scoring dryads with a champion. He's got eight heath riders that are heath hunters. 28 forest rangers with a champion. Two units of 14 blade dancers with a champion, and four thicket beasts with a champion. So it's very blocktastic, but those blade dancers will mint a lot of things, and I think that's where the, the you know the challenge is going to be with the demons is the blade dancers. But Ryan is also very good. I have played his demons once, and he's very good at making five-up pages save. So it's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't think I've ever seen a Sylvan list like this. Have you, Kev? No, uh, I love that it's nice and small. Not, yeah. You know, very short descriptions of units. Um, yeah. yeah, quite unusual, really. It's not anything in a way shooting, is it? No. I, I, think mean, that's, I think that's why he took it, because that way, be, being the TO, it's a list that he yes. can kind of yeah. push forward, and it's, it's not yeah. very complicated. 
Yeah, it's a TO's list, isn't it? Yeah, and that's and that's 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 a that's a, a gentleman's list, isn't it? Well done, Lee. So, but do you know what? <laughs> There's some pretty fucking tough bit of combat in there as well. I mean, if you can't deal with it at range and it gets up in your grid. Whew. Yeah, those like 24th said, ranges are tough to shift. Yeah, the blade dancers could be tough. Luckily, demons do have some shooting and magic, which may I be mean, able to whittle them down a bit. You know, we said earlier, didn't we, about the, uh, you know, go to, you know, make sure you got four combat units. I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. (laughs) (laughs) If if it turns into a punch up, it's all leaves, I'd say. Yeah, possibly. I I think the demons have the answers to it. I do think they could win that one. This could go either way. But yeah, it probably will be the Sylvans if he's been using it longer. I mean, I would imagine that what Lee's going to be trying to do is turn this into a gutter brawl. Uh, and if he is successful in that, I think it's pretty much done and dusted. But, you know, I mean, can he can he attrit him on the way in? What's your what's your thinking, Angus? Yeah, I I don't know what with this matchup, just be, just with those factors I was mentioning, I I. I think if i was to put these two lists against each other with two players that knew what they were doing i'd probably go with the demons um i mean it's not so that ryan doesn't know what he's doing but again it is a relatively new Mm. army for him so i i I think i'll lean towards lee based off of that um but it also then depends right if lee's getting asked questions left right and center that's distracting him from the game too so there's that factor as well um yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to call, but I probably will go with Ryan just based on form for the year. Okay. Although Lee, I think himself is actually ranked seventh or eighth. Oh no, I think mm. I'm eighth. I think he's, he's seventh or ninth. So, you know, it's um yeah, but that, that's with a different list. So it's a it's, it's a hard one to call, but I think I'm going to go a minor win to Ryan. Okay, Kev, you're going with the Sylvans, yeah? Yeah, I think they I think they can do it. Yeah, that right. Forest Rangers are just going to kill things one by one. You'll dish out some pie. Uh, yeah, and I think I'm going to go with the uh, the pointy ears as well. So that's uh, going to be quite an interesting little fight, that one. Um, okay, so there we go. Uh, that's actually really quite an interesting setup. Is it? Okay, on table seven, then, we've got Henry versus, I'm going to just go and say Lucky. Uh, is that pr- uh, being Lock- pronounced that right? Lucky? Uh, so Lucky is so short for Lachlan. Uh, you know, uh, okay. like, yeah, Lachlan. everything, yeah. Lucky. Uh, okay, so um, any particular preferences on taking any of the lists there, chaps? Anyone want to run Henry's list down or Lucky's? I can, I can through the through the, uh, the the Saurian Ancients again. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go it does. for it, man. This is the new um, Saurian Ancients. Mm. It was book came out three days before list submission. So, <laughs> um, I, I, knowing Henry, it'll probably be a pretty cool army. Like he, he paints in a really like sort of poppy style. Um, like his, his silver elves say that they're sort of they've got that lent into that fire sort of orange brightness. So I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be quite a, a you know a, a cool looking army. Um, but he's got a Tegu nice. veteran on uh, an Alpha Carnosaur paired weapons supernatural deck stampede of resonator crystal. Uh, obsidian rock then he's got the anorak archmage uh druidism forbidden mastery eight caiman warriors in core <laughs> how uh champion with the enclave wizard 
25 Tegu Warriors Spear Champion Standard Bearer, uh, 10 Skink Hunters, 15 Tegu Guard with uh, full command with, oh, sorry, just Champion and Standard with Halberd. Oh, because they get a free musician, don't know, that's right. Mm. Uh, eight Raptor Riders with Lance Champ Standard Bearer, two units of three Rampant on Riders with Champs, uh, two Weapon Beast Spearbacks, and he's got two Carnosaurs, so one Light Lance. Oh, sorry, both have Light Lance, but one's got Combined Strength and Hunt Leader. Oh, uh, okay. I'd like to. I'd like to give you some informed uh, uh, punditry on this, but frankly, I don't know what my all does. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we benefited from Ryan's knowledge last week, um, I'm looking at that going, crikey me. Uh, I'm not oh, sure no, the really... Cardinals pick up Raptor Riders. That's literally where my knowledge ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they're all going to pile in together. I mean, obviously, you know, with the with the frog, it's going to be a ton of uh, magic, and then presumably some of those units are going to merge together and do uh, do saurian things. Um, he's got the march in the way that can do that. Maybe the spearbacks can go in with the warriors. That's about it. Mm. How cheap okay. are those caimans? Yeah. Eight of them, and that's with a wizard champion as well for 502 points. Bargain. Mm. Mm. It's a good cortex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Definitely. Yeah, it's like getting uh, it's like getting Feldrax in the core or something, isn't it? I'd be all right, wouldn't it? Mm. And he's got a couple of rippers there, the Rampadons as well. They, I think they get the mark, don't they, the scent thing. So. Yeah, they're really good too. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that works with the Carnosaurs and the Alphas, doesn't it? So... Uh, and the Raptor Riders. I don't know if there's the, like I'm surprised there's no none of the magnetic um, shooting like that. Mm. That's the first thing I'd be looking at. Um, you know, if I was, I think I'd be looking to to play the avoidance sort of you know skin cloud, lots of magnetic bows, and the, then the big giant magnetic bows as well. Personally, mm. but um, and I think that the challenge, you know, it's probably a good thing that Lockie's playing dwarves because it's probably going to take Henry about you know two hours just to get his magic cards ready um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're not lying <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's uh well i mean we're, i think we're all fascinated to see how the new saurian books are going to play out uh but i mean that that looks like that that saurian list has come to it's come for a, looking for a fight hasn't it it's uh yeah i think it also depends on so henry's another purveyor of all things pints so yeah. Um, I think me and him, you know, when we played at Vic GT in round three earlier this year, we were, you know, doing shots um, on we were on the bottom tables because um, I just copped a 20 nil drubbing from a Dread Elf list. Um, and, yeah, we were doing shots. I think we drank about four pints in that game and then we went out after. So, and Henry's also, he's he's from Sydney, but he's now based in Victoria. So I think it's also going to be whether, and he's really good mates with Matt Stanley. So I think it's going to come down to whether, you know, they have a reunion the night before and Henry might be running off about three hours sleep um, right. and, you yeah. know, or maybe still pissed. So mm. that, that could also, you know, come into play. Yeah, it's got to, um, you got to factor it in. <laughs> yeah, you've got to factor it in. So, well, it sounds like I'm, I'm liking uh, Henry there. So, uh, good. And, and an interesting listen, we'll all be interested to see how it goes because it's definitely come looking for a fight. And as you mentioned earlier, it may well have been drinking all day. So, uh, mm. and up against uh, Lockie with his Dwarven Holter, I'll, I'll run us through this one then. So, this is an engineer general uh, shield with the Worm Slayer rocket. Uh, and then that's it. 
<laughs> you're, so, you're, you're out with characters and you don't see that very often <laughs> uh 30 gray bids uh with full command with the runic standard the hold um shield as well sorry if i didn't say that uh 10 clan marksman uh with shield guildcrafted handguns musician champion and then exactly the same again uh and then two lots of 24 kingsguard both musician and champions two grudge busters 10 miners shield throwing weapons and musician uh, a vengeance seeker two uh, steam copters with shrapnel grenades and exactly the same again uh, and then we've got two pieces of artillery one is an organ gun rune crafted and one is a dwarf cannon rune crafted uh, i'm shocked shocked i say to not see any other characters than an engineer uh, normally you only see the engineer it's because it's got like loads of shooting it's just like msu but mm. this is the msu either yeah, it's quite surprising that Mm. Lockie is a is a top tier player. Just if that helps, um, mm. he, you know, he can he can actually mess it with, um, you know, the likes of, of Bobo and and those guys. Um, he's probably just off that tier. Like he's kind of a fringe of that tier. Mm. Uh, you know, he does win events. He's he is ranked like fourth. You know, this year I've not seen him run dwarves before. I know that he, you know, he, he that is one of his armies, but he's he's a purveyor of the sort of really fast avoidance um highborn elves where he's got you know the the dragon um archmage with you know the um like he's got a, a prince on a on a lion chariot and then he's got you know knights of rhymer and, mm. and it's very fast and it's Lances like everywhere yeah yeah mm. so you know he's he is obviously a class player um but i i mean i don't want to play this list this is probably the reddest matchup for the koe that there could possibly be in this field um but yeah yeah i i think it also i don't know how many games henry's played with the the new saurians that could come into it um i also don't know how they match up here i think that's a it's a bit of an unknown this one this is this is like trying to find it's like trying to catch eels in a barrel of snot in the middle of the night you got no fucking chance of picking this it's uh i mean what an analogy i've never heard that before (laughs) well i i don't know i i actually don't know i'm you know, I mean, we all know that dead air is a crime, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a lucky based on the player. Yeah. If I was going purely off paper, or just off the list, I'd probably give it to the Saurians. I just think it's a, a very strong, aggressive list. Um, but yeah, as it's brand new, you know, who knows? He may, he may not have had enough practice with it, Henry. Mm. Uh, so, but then, and conversely, Lockie may not have come across it before it's me's first game against them. So he could be surprised. That is correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a good mate of mine as well. So, yeah, from, from our, our group chat, he said exactly that. Like, he's, he's like, mm. I don't know what this book does. Um, so, but then gaming yeah. was the best time to get it because at least now he can do some revision and uh, try and figure out what it's going to mm. do. Yeah. When I mean, you don't it... want that, it's game three with yeah. your half cut. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, what i mean whatever whatever those those dinosaurs are going to do they're going to have to run through a cannon and an organ gun on the way in so mm. and we all know how that can swing so. yeah it's the engineer mm. yeah I, I i i i don't know i mean i'm gonna flip a coin and just go i don't know saurians <laughs> that fails never fails <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kev, you were uh, you you, uh, you fully said earlier, but you hold the balance. So, 
Yeah, I'm going to stick with my prediction of Saurians. I think the Saurians will do it, but obviously player skill is going to play a huge role in this. But yeah, okay. tipping the Saurians to do it. Fair enough. Okay, moving onwards then to uh, table number eight. Ian Holt versus Ben Wadsworth. Ian Holt versus Ben Wadsworth. So, uh, any takers for uh, for Ian's? Oh, do Ian's. Uh, so Ian Holt is on the Dreddies. He's got a warlock outcast who's a wizard master on witchcraft. Uh, another warlock outcast who's an Evo adept with a book. With a book. Um, and then a Selexian officer who's a general. Uh, Shield with Willow's Ward, Kraken's Hide, the Mastery of Slaughter on a Spear, uh, Mask of the War Crow, and then 35 Selexian Spears, Full Command, and Kedron's Pedant, uh, 16 Auxiliaries with Champ Muso, and then two units of 12 Raiding Party, which are Corsairs with Repeat Handboat and a Champ, 22 Obsidian Guard, Full Command, Ether Icon, 20 Judicators, Full Command, Ether Icon, Two units of 12 Judicators with Champion Muso, uh, four Thunder Pack, and a Miss Leviathan. I do love the Miss Leviathan. That's always Ooh, nice that's to see out about. A, that's a naughty list, isn't it? It is quite good, actually. Yeah, the little units of Judicators can be quite tricky if you can't deal with them in one go. Mm, that's going to just line up in a big, long line and just run at you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I quite, quite like that list, actually. It's quite mm. different. Mm, I like that. Nice. No Cowboys. I think the Cowboys in the, the points update got fucking nerfed. So I'm not surprised that the dreaded Cowboys are out. <laughs> but yeah, good. <laughs> what's uh, what's your take on that then, mate? Yeah, I mean, I um, I do like the list. I think, um, you know, it's, it, it is a good list. I, it's very, like, to, I think to your point, there's not a lot of mobility that you normally see in a, in a Dreddy's list, though. Yeah, I've normally yeah. seen a uh, Manticores or mm. you know maybe um, the, the Knights as well, pretty good. But I think based on this matchup, obviously we'll go through that list in a second. I think it's you know because it is a very like combat heavy list. I think it you know it, it should actually do pretty well. Um, you know, I, I mean Ian uh, met him once. He also loves a beer. Um, I think we finished up about two a.m. at uh, Victorian GT earlier this year. Uh, but obviously this is, you know, this is day one. Um, he's actually an alcohol rep, if that, you know, so, so he's got, he's got pretty good stamina as a result. Um, but, uh, <laughs> my new, my new favorite player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, um, he actually sells alcohol. Um, so, you know, I don't know how, you know, what, what his sales tactics are going to be like with Ben from, from round one and what time the bar actually opens. I think they've got looser laws in New South Wales than they do in Queensland. You can't actually sell alcohol here until 10 a.m., but I don't think it's the case in New South Wales. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very, you know, there's a lot of combat potential there. You know, you've got the three units of Judicators, you've got the Obsidian Guard. It's got some good magic as well, witchcraft, which I think in this matchup, witchcraft's going to come in handy um, for mm. just, you know, stopping the the pain, which, you know, elves obviously, you know, they can be a glass hammer. So I think smart taking witchcraft um, for, for that regard Um yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I do like the list. Um, and I think, to be honest, in a, in a block meta like this where there isn't a huge amount of shooting and I, I haven't seen, I don't think there's a single pyro master. So I think, you know, it, it could actually go okay. Um, yeah, I think the meta's worked out sweet as for uh, mm, this list. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think from 
compared to all the other block lists, I think this is the one that's got probably the most combat potential. Mm. And Dreddy's kick it out. They kick yeah, it out exactly. in combat. Yeah. I mean, they'll rip a Warriors mm. list to bits if you don't, don't shift them. But, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, he's up against uh, Ben Big Wads Wadsworth. Uh, is uh, is Ben a big lad or, or is he absolutely tiny? And this is wonderful Australian humour. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, the Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah, Ben kind of reminds me of the Big Lebowski. Um, he's uh, <laughs> He's a good bloke. He actually runs the Victorian GT. Um, he's a pretty good player too. From I've never played him, but yeah, my understanding is that he's a pretty good player. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, he's got two units of Merc vets, which is brutal. Yeah, I'm loving big wads. Why do you run us through his list then, mate? So he's got Shaman, Wizard Master with Torm, um, which I think in this matchup could come in handy with a you know well placed uh, Comet, yeah, um, paired weapons, heirloom and lightning van braces. So he's no short of spells there. Um, he's got a great Carnage as general, light armor Destiny's call uh, with the Viper's Curse brace of pistols and Obsidian Rock. He's got a Khan BSB, plate armor halberd, uh, paired weapons, iron fist, great weapon, uh, Lagos tongue horde master. So he's weapon master, hence the um, you know, ridiculous armament. Uh, he's got eleven bruises, standard bearer, pen of the great grass sky, museon champ, four tribesmen, iron fist, standard bearer, banner of discipline, museon champ, two units of six merc vets, as we mentioned earlier. So one, one's for shooting, and then one's for combat. But I mean, the ones for for shooting are actually still pretty solid in uh, in, a, in a fight. So one with brace of ogre pistols with poison accurate muse on champ. The other halberd plate armor swift strides um, standard bearer with a banner of Gwenget, uh, muse on champ. Two saber tooth tigers, uh, and then two slave giants with giant clubs. Mm. I think he'll be yeah. kicking himself. He hasn't got the snow cow. I think that would have really helped yeah. him in this matchup. Yeah, snow cow, snow cow, and a couple of bombardiers, and I'd be, uh, I'd be, I'd be licking my lips here. But um, yeah. as it is, uh, I think he's got a good combat list. It's just that by the time the the dreadies have finished, there won't be anything left to fight back. Mm. Uh, the merc vets might cause some problems, but I mean those dreadies, they're going to be hitting on twos, probably wounding yeah. on twos and threes you know they're just yeah no saves no saves yeah it could be hard work for the ogres this Mm, yeah i think i think you're right i think this is a yeah i'd say a big win to to ian yeah and he's gonna i mean like as you said you know uh comet could be a could be an absolute nightmare but he'll just hold all his dice for that um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the you know, I mean, it, like he's got van braces. I don't know if he's going to take um, take that spell twice. I, I, I don't think you would. You know, by the looks of it, he's going to take the um, obviously the hereditary van braces and then you know four of the other five mm-hmm. remaining uh, form spells. But yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about Torm other than you know van whatever the van braces spell is again uh, and and Comet, um, so I can't remember what, what other sort of damage you can output there. That that might be the only thing that sort of swings it. But, I mean, I think, yeah, if if Ian, you know, gets the matchups he wants, I think it's a, a big win to the Dreddies here. Yeah. <coughs> uh, he, 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 what, what, what he really needs is some form of, um, some form of, uh, of, of agility drop, and uh, he's not going to get that with, with Thorm, is he? 
hits. So I think but, I think the impact hits might be if he if he, mm. if he gets he gets the charge and and you know he gets sort of max impact hits. That's that because that obviously yeah, that, that's that a good goes before they get to swing. Point. That 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 could mm. you know um, swing it slightly. But, it, but mm. it's essentially a dice off, I think, for Ben to actually do it. I mean, the, the poison shooting that that could definitely, you know, do some damage if he's able to, you know, chip away at some of those bigger blocks with the poison shooting, um, you know, early game and and just whittle them down enough that then he hits them with the impact hits. Then you know, obviously the dreaded swing, but they, you know, he's removed their combat potential. You know, that's maybe one way that that it could happen. But it's, yeah. I think it's. From, from a straight matchup where you're, you're expecting not everything to go your way, I think the Dreads have it. Mm, I'd agree with that. I think, I think unless, uh, barring barring un- unforeseen events, I think this is uh, Ian's game. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think if, if he deploys badly, if the adjudicators are out of the game, then maybe the Ogres can do it. Or if the Ogre's magic turns up or the shooting does well and he can take out those adjudicators, then I think he's laughing. But that's... It needs a lot to go his way for that to happen, I'm afraid, Ben. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we'll go dreadies on this one. Okay. Uh, okay, table nine. Um, and uh, one of my one of my newly acquired mates is coming up here. So we've got Alex S versus Akhtar. Okay, so let's, uh, let's have a look then Perfect. at Alex's, Alex's list. list, if you want. Yeah, go for it, mate. So uh, Alex is on the Demon Legions. He's got a thousand point more of a Khan as his general. He's an Evo Master with Withering Vapor, which is Breath Weapon. I looked it up. Clovered Hughes and Living Shield. Then he's got a Courtesan, uh, who's a Div Adept with Withering Vapor, Kaleidoscopic Flesh and Living Shield. Then 18 Myrmidons, Piercing Strike, Full Command. Two units of 12 Succubi with Chilling Your Muzone Champ. Two units of Brazen Beast with Incendiary Ica and Champ. Two threshing engines with standard bearer, and then two five two two units of five furies. Oh, I love the symmetry. Yeah, always enjoy that. Yeah, couple of big boys up front as well. Yeah, um, I mean the court sounds always uh, very mm, nice. It's a it's a good list. This I think this is a good list. Um, yeah, the brazen beast pretty good at like zoning. Mm, uh, yeah, absolutely. As the threshing um, engines. Yeah, and the Succubi are a good, good. Succubi and Myrmidons work very well in 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 scoring as well. You know, the Maul does what Mauls do. The Courtesan, we all know about that. I mean, it's a it's a it's a baller. Uh, the thre- I I kind of like I quite like Threshing Engines. I think that they um for the price. I think they're a real a, a real. Uh, a they're real good option. luck against infantry. Mm. Yeah, but if they go against like armor or big monsters, then they're a bit yeah. lackluster. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and there ain't no chaff like flying chaff, which is great uh, because he's gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's you thinking on that list uh, before we move on to Actar's uh, VC list? I don't know a huge amount of about demons. Um, just just so you're aware, Alex is a masters level player. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously going to be up against it with who he's playing against, but um, mm. yeah, I mean. He also, if you ever listen to the uh, the Waterleaf podcast, uh, he was one of the guests I had on when we talked about the Empire book. Yes. So he is, like yourself, he is a purveyor of um, of men in pyjamas. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've played against his Empire before, and um, he, is, he is a pretty good player. He's a very aggressive player. Um, I don't know what he does with his demons. He hasn't been to go, being able to go to as many events this year. Uh, but I think he did come sixth at the one event that he has been to. Um, 
So yeah, I I mean he's a he's a good player. I think it is a good list for you know for what I know about demons. I mean he's got two great demons, which is you know, always handy. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, this is um, this is one of those uh, this is one of those matchups, isn't it, where you just can't help but looking at the players uh, and just going yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I think Akhtar could rock up without an army here and he's probably still the favourite to win. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go through Axe list if you like. Yeah, go on, go for it. Available things um, that go bump in the night. Um, so Ak, this is his other um, variant. Like, so he's obviously got the, the Blood Dragon uh, list that you would have played against. Um, yeah, mate. I, I've, I've, still got the, I've still got the nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is this is he's, he's, I think he's got three sort of variants. He, he also runs a meat wall list where he's got like you know like four units of max zombies and he just basically raises them in front of you. You can't do anything. But then he's obviously got this one as well. So uh, he's got a vampire count, general, dead or eyes, Strigoi, um, bloodline, who's a ghoul lord, wizard adept, shamanism, hand weapon, truth thirst, hypnotic pendant, and potion of swiftness. Uh, he's got a courtier, Strigoi, uh, wizard apprentice, shamanism. Uh, he's a BSB with random banner, great weapon, obsidian rock. He's got three necromancers. So one's on a cadaver wagon, Wizard Apprentice, Evo, uh, Lightning Van Braces. Then he's got another two that are just apprentices uh, in their pants with uh, with Evo. 40 ghouls with champion, a 23 zombie standard bearer muso, 20 zombies standard bearer muso, uh, two units, eight direwolves with champ, eight gas with champ, two shrieking horrors. Um, I mean, he's got, I think the first thing to mention here, he's got five raises. So he's getting at least <laughs> three of those through probably a turn. Um, he can just two dice cast, you know. And if you, I mean, he might fail one, you know. If you two dice mm. cast it, you know, five times, um, you're probably going to fail one, maybe two. Um, but you normally when you when you're failing, you know, a two dice cast like that, you probably roll a one, which means you're getting a dice back anyway. So, yeah, I think that that's probably the first bit there is it's it's, it's tough to break down the gas, especially when you've got the cadaver wagon. Um, and then obviously trying to break down the ghouls. Plus with five raises, I mean he can he can raise one zombie unit up to forty six. He can raise the other zombie unit up to forty. Um, so they're good tar pits, which can you know pin stuff like a greater demon till the end times. Um, and then you know the shrieking horrors. I mean I don't know if the shrieking horrors are as good in this matchup as they would be say against me because they're really good against armor, whereas, you know, Alex doesn't care too much about it because he's still getting his five up eight just regardless, but they still obviously, you know, um, are strength, mm. you know, they're, they're strength 10 still. So they're, they're, they're going to be able to actually, if he gets them into a good position, um, take wounds off those greater demons. Um, but I think it's just, I think he's just going to get outgrinded by, mm. by Ark. And, you know, as we know, Ark is, is probably, you know, in the conversation of, of one of the top players, you know, in the world. Um, I think he's gone to an ETC before and only dropped five points. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Alex is going to be up against it based off of player and his knowledge of vampires. I mean, Axe has been playing vampires since sixth edition. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's I, I yeah. would give it to Actar, but I, you know, you, you never know as well. Like, I mean, Alex could pull it out of the bag. He is hyper aggressive um, and he has got a good list, but I would definitely give this match up to to Act myself. Mm. Well, Does that I mean, play anything else? Does he only ever play VC? He's got a, I think he's got a dwarf army, and I think he also has a KOE army. But I think he's got the all peasant KOE. Um, but he, yeah, pretty much he always plays VC competitively, apart from occasionally running out the dwarves. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, apart from being a bloody good player, actor is also an incredibly nice guy as well. Um, I mean, he obviously had my pants down in uh, in Italy, although I did get a point. So, a hard um, point. Did he at least, yeah, did he at least buy you dinner first? <laughs> <laughs> he was a gentleman about it, yeah, absolutely. He, was, he, was, he really was. I mean, he was... Uh, I mean, he, so he, he was even got a glass of water and a T-shirt. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and he gave me my bus fare home as well. It was uh, he's a real gent. <laughs> <laughs> so <it> was, uh, <laughs> uh, and and wow, he's good. I mean, wow, he's good. Uh, I mean, I, I if if I came against up against this at a tournament, you'd look at it. Oh, that's an interesting list. You know, I'm just going to push straight into it and you know uh, see if I can't uh, res out some of those blocks. But I mean, he 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 knows he knows he's so good and he knows what he's doing actually he, he said to me um uh, i said you know do you not like to win all your tournaments in australia he said well to be fair uh, i don't take my uh, my um uh, vampire night list uh, to tournaments uh, too many tournaments in australia because people just get pissed off with losing to it so i've got these other two lists and then he told me this list so i did think crikey me i bet that's horrible with the double shrieking horrors um, yeah, but, he yeah. usually he usually bridesmaids, um, so he normally always podiums with because mm. he doesn't take the 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 blood dragon list. But when he does, mm. like he took it to to CanCon earlier this year, and he um, he got first place. But then he took mm. this to uh, Vic GT and he got second. So yeah, mm. it, it like no one can fight that. Um, I reckon there's maybe some KOE lords that you might be able to build now that could potentially fight one of those. Um, and I say one of those um, vampire lords, but the problem is you need to kill that vampire lord before it swings, mm. and it's you know so it's a it's a it's a it's a hard dice off, and if you don't kill him, then he's going to kill you. So yeah, yeah, yeah and of course with with, <laughs> with shamanism going off as well, you wounded him on fives and all sorts of stuff, aren't you? So I mean it's it's uh, oh it's sorry, like, I was that's... I was talking about the blood dragons, but yeah oh I mean, right these, yeah these oh, guys, god yeah yeah I mean, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, yeah, you, you, you get one bloody shot of that for sure. And uh, a rocket man fluffed his limes fairly spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, well, there you go. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're calling this for uh, the VC, aren't we? Um, I think we're going to shamelessly do it on the back of uh, Actar's uh, reputation as a player. I just want to yeah. see that more eat a load of zombies and then pop. I want to see it happen. Yeah. That would be excellent, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and if that happens, Alex wins automatically, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I must admit, when the fun, I first saw that rule, I was like, please, one day I want to see it just eat a shit ton of uh, zombies and then pop. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really make cool. Make it happen, guys. Yeah, make it happen. And uh, hello to you, Axel, if you're listening as well. Okay, table 10 then. Table 10, last but certainly not least, is Freddy versus Jack W. So, uh, Freddy's got the Infernal Dwarfs. Does uh, anybody want to take it, or shall I give it a little whirly whirlitzer? After you, Matt, you can That's pronounce those items. Roger that. Okay, so we've got a Prophet, uh, uh, prophet Lugar, Kadim Chariot, Apprentice on Occultism, Shield with the Kadim Binding, Great Weapon, Flame of the East, um, it's quite a standard build. Prophet General, a uh, prophet of Nezibkesh. Like that? Excellent. Um, <laughs> Wizard Adept, uh, Alchemy Shield, Tablet of... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Tablet of Vezodinez. Mm. Uh, we've got a, a bit of Lamassu, Jamboree Scholar action. Uh, then we've got a Vizier uh, with a BSB Blaze of Protection, Great Weapon Mask of Ages, 22 Citadel Guard with a Flintlock Axe, Full Command with a Flaming Standard, 23 Infernal Warriors, Shield Blunderbuss, full, uh, 
no, just a standard and musician with the banner of relentless company. So no champ, uh, 20 vassal levies with the paired weapon, uh, uh, bows, uh, musician standard bearer, eight, uh, disciples of Lugar paired weapons, full command rending banner. Uh, we then got two, three lots of infernal artillery. We've got one rocket battery. Uh, we've got one Titan mortar and we've got one naphtha thrower. Two, then two giants, one with the uh, club and one with the infernal lash. Okay. Uh, an interesting ID list, this. No, not, not, there's a, there's a few relatively uh, infrequently seen things there. You don't see an awful lot of citizen giants. You certainly don't see them with the infernal lashes. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a citizen mm. giant with that. Not even no, sure what it does. It, it just gives me real uh, 300 vibes where you've got, you know, the uh, uh, the Uber. Do, do you know with the yeah. credits of 300? Yeah. He's actually referred to as the Uber Immortal, that big guy that uh, oh, yeah. the artist fight. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I just thought that was sort of hilarious. They called him the Uber Immortal in the credits. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it gives me, it gives me you know, sort of those vibes. I mean, I don't really want to fight this because it's if the shooting pops off, I'm in trouble. Mm. Um so I mean, I, again, I, I, I've only played ID once since returning because um, they, you know, back in sixth and seventh edition, they were kind of that weird army that no one really had because you know they had been phased out and there was you know a um, a PDF that you know Games Workshop had released for them and, mm. and there was sort of one one player out of every three hundred happened to have one of the armies from fourth or fifth edition when they were you know around. Um, yeah. Or they, you know, mortgage their house to buy one from uh, Forge World. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just don't know too much about them. It's an unusual list. You, I mean, there's no, for example, there's no Bastion in there, which you see everywhere. Uh, what do you think, Ken? Yeah, I think there, like no combat character, which isn't that unusual, I suppose. But uh, yeah, the two prophets, both not not strong magic. Kiva, no master there. Mm. It's quite unusual. And then Lamatu Scholar. So he's got like five, yeah, five spells. Pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, good blocky, but not that big of blocks either. Mm. It's like 22, 23, and he's just 18 disciples. I like that one of each artillery piece. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. But uh, not uh, the other ID list is better, I think. This mm. is, uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. But you know, they can always pull off shock results. I find the ID. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, they can. Uh, yeah, and they, they keep you in the game, don't they? They're, yeah, definitely. Uh, they're a solid option. Solid option. Uh, okay, and he's going to be playing against Sam W. Uh, does anybody particularly want to take on Sam W's? Uh, so Jack W. Yeah, oh, Jack, sorry, Jack, Jack W. w. Sorry, Jack, Jack Williams. I'll mm-hmm. go through that. Go he's on the Yoga Khans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaman General, who Shaman is a master, uh, with an Iron Fist, uh, Magical Heirloom, and a Rod of Battle. Um, Khan BSB, uh, Banner of Discipline, uh, Essence of Mithril, Paired Weapon, Cult Leader, a Mammoth Hunter with Destiny's Call, Paired Weapons, Hunting Spear, and Leader of the Pack. Um, Ten Bruises, Pennant of the Great Gar Sky, uh, Full Command, Six Tribesmen, Iron Fist, Full Command, The Skull of Kneggett, Four Tusker Cav. Uh, great weapons, standard with a banner of Giganet and the Muso. Two Kill Eaters, three units of one Sabertooth Tiger, five Scrappling Trappers, so plenty of chaff, uh, a Rocker Rock with the Oka Crossbow, and then a Slave Giant who's a big brother with a great weapon. Mm-hmm. Big boy. He's a very mm. big boy. 
So, uh, no Liger's Tongue. What's that about? Ooh. The character sounds a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Always say the Liger's Tongue. Yeah, I'd say so. There's plenty of chaff there, but what I think is then, you know, where's the... Uh, where's you the mean meat? the punches, what, the Tusker Cav and the Rock Rocks? Mm, yeah, he's got the bruiser. Rocker, hasn't he? The bruiser's never be underestimated, got... I suppose. Mm, yeah, because he, he run. I've actually played. I'm pretty sure this is the identical list that um, Jack. We, we had a grudge match at um, at Vic GT earlier this year. I think I won eleven nine. It was pretty bloody. Um, but yeah, Jack's no mug. He's a good player. He's he's a bit of a. He's like Glenn Weston that you, you would have met. Um, yes. Jack was really big in the uh, in the eight scene. Here in Australia, like he used to run lots of events and was kind of the guy that you know kept the scene chugging along. Um, he's a he's a he's a fantastic bloke. Um, he's actually played at the um, the, the singles ETC event before, um, so okay. I, I think he actually knows a few of the both the English and the and the Scottish um, guys. I think he actually got a mention on the early days of um, the Thundercocks podcast when it was um, the, the funniest podcast ever to listen to. With, uh, no, with I've never Alex. heard of it. Um, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the second best um, podcast, although you know, Chapman, um, Chapman obviously uh, says otherwise, but I'm disappointed that, one, that Alex left that podcast, and two, that Jack seemed to have um, fallen off into the, um, the mists of Avalon, it seems. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Jack probably wins this, um, depending – unless the shooting pops off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd have thought so. I mean, that, that, that bruiser star is going to take some shifting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I just don't think the ID can stop it before it gets in his face, unfortunately. It's just going to be too quick for him. And he'll win the chaff battle. So, it'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> chaff kin, for days. Kin eaters will be a pain in the ass coming on behind his uh, uh, his, his infantry and, uh, sorry, his artillery and stuff like that. So Yeah, kiss that artillery and, goodbye, I guess. Mm. And uh, and Jack's also a very big purveyor of four or five dice totemic summon too. So, uh, okay, yeah, which makes sense as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so he's gonna get gonna get gonna, what we're saying is that the idea gonna get sandwiched. Yes. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well then, Jack Willie Williams. Uh, it's green light. Go 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 for the ogre Khans. And that, of course, brings us to the end of our pairings. Um, so, um, what's your uh, what's your what's your your prediction for for uh, your top player then uh, then Angus? What do you what do you, who do you think is going to win this then? I think you can't go past one Akhtar Khan. Um, mm. I think he's especially because the challenge is there's no Bobo, there's no Jamie Payne, there's no Dave Trickett. Um, I mean Sam's there, but Sam's obviously taking a bit of a outside the box list. I think mm. that. Yeah, I mean Max obviously is there, Lockie's there, but Lockie again is taking a bit of a an interesting list. So I think I think it's Axe tournament to lose. Mm. I think it's just going to be. I think it's then quite open. There's probably ten players, maybe even twelve players that could sneak second and third, which makes mm. it quite an interesting event for everyone else. Um, it might even come down to you know who's who gets lucky in the the way that those um, matchups with Actar go, and it, I think it might come down to the the you know there might be a couple of players around that sort of sixth or seventh that manage to avoid Actar mm. if they're not on the top top tables that then because they've avoided him in their last game get a big win and, and jump up. Yeah, because um, uh, no, Actar's list might struggle to get hold of lists and batter them twenty nil if you just go no I'm not playing you run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think mm. Axe is very much dependent on people uh, being tricked into charging into him. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, bringing it on in return. Uh, mm. But I imagine most people are wise to that now. Yeah. But I still uh, think he's good. if he's going to win it, I'll, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see anybody else w- taking it down. But um, but then again, you know, I mean, I, I, there are some very good lists out there. You know, I, I particularly I particularly like that Warriors No Magic list. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's like body line bowling, isn't it? I mean, that's just coming to get you. <laughs> yeah. We're just digging yeah, it in early think, doors. Yeah, yeah uh, I think Lar would himself be proud of that one. <laughs> yeah. Johannes is for me, the triple Cyclops, triple giant. Love that. Love it. Yeah, no, there's some there's some really cool lists out there. It looks it looks looks like a really excellent excellent tournament. And the best of luck to all the competitors. And thanks very much to Lee for organising it. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed that as a little bit of a review. Uh, any final thoughts then before we move on to the last section of the podcast, uh, either from yourself, Kev, or from yourself, Angus? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's going to be a wet event as well. Um, and uh, the price of alcohol in uh, in Australia is truly frightening. So <laughs> mm. maybe take the maybe take the uh, the opportunity to preload. That's my advice <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. well, how much is a pint in Australia? Uh, I was out on Saturday and I was paying fourteen dollars a pint. I think. Bloody hell! Which is what's that in English? That's, that's, seven quid. But it's not even an imperial pint either. You only get those in Victoria, um, true imperial pints. So we're talking, a, you know, it's like the four seventy mil pints or five thirty, not the not the true imperial. So um, yeah, for imperial pints down in Melbourne, you know, depending on where you are, you could pay, you know, at, at the the football for example or the cricket, you might pay eighteen dollars a pint sometimes for a proper yeah. imperial pint. Mm. So fourteen dollars is eight pounds worth a pint. Crikey tricycles. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> like, I have no idea is that expensive there. Eh? Freeloading. Yeah. Just go and buy petrol, people. Drink petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Get this still in your own mess. You'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, legal disclaimer don't actually drink petrol. <laughs> 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 okay and with that bit of uh, excellent medical advice i think we'll move on to the final part of our uh, podcast now obviously uh, when we have fine 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 upstanding guests coming onto the paired weapons podcast we always like to play our traditional games and i know that you uh, angus would like to play those games so let's get started with the first of our game which is of course desert island ninth age um now this is the second guest we've had on for whom i'm not sure this is gonna work quite well but imagine if you will that we're going to whisk you away from your beautiful tropical paradise to another beautiful tropical paradise but this one is an uninhabited island um and there is only one person who visits in his dugout canoe on a daily basis your man friday uh we're going to let you take with you to this tropical island one of your armies to play against uh man friday who is fortunately learned in the ways of ninth age uh which army would you take with you uh and for why it's, it's actually a bit of a battle because uh you know the that, that first model ever painted obviously was a, a knight of the realm but on mm. the same token i've you know the vc have served me very well and i'm a, I'm a 
you know, big big fan of um of the of the vampires. But I think just you know, sort of what got me into it, um, my favourite period of, of history is the Crusades. So I probably would have to lean towards the KOE, I think. Yeah. So you'd pack up your KOE army in all their in all their glory and set sail for uh, another tropical island which let's face it you do that on a weekly basis anyway (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think the irony there as well is i also lived in the philippines and spent a lot of time on tropical islands over there too so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so tropical island is like a busman's holiday for you you'll be like that all right man friday you'll be like all right angus (laughs) you're back (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i think we're just like with ryan we're gonna have to send you to stay on some sort of rocky outcrop in the north atlantic uh, in order to generate the uh the desired effect of sort of you know one man on his own but there you go uh okay so the second of our uh, games which uh, i think is rapidly becoming probably our, our favorite game is ancient enemies um if you could play against any person or uh, character i guess from history or from fiction who would you play against and why and also what would that person or character choose to play as their ninth age army to oppose you and how do you think they would play it and we've had some super answers on this haven't we kev so we always look forward to this Mm. bit yeah so angus there there was yeah there was a lot of names that ran through my head on this one you know obviously there was um you know julius caesar um you know mark antony there was Hannibal barker there was um you know lord nelson there was uh, wellington um you know there was yeah, there was a lot of uh, even you know Cornwallis. Um, there was a you know a lot of names being a, a big history buff, but I think based off of um, you know my my love for the Crusades, I can't go past the one and only Jacques de Molay. Mm. Uh, a learned man's answer. <laughs> Very nice. I think, I think it was nice. said that the the Templars could never be defeated in battle while he was holding his sword as he was. Um, yeah, regarded as the the greatest um, of the the twenty three grandmasters. Um, it's a mm. shame what the French and the Catholic Church did to him. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't nice, was it? <laughs> no, uh, if you're no, gonna yeah, no. if you're gonna die like that, it's not a good way to go. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a it's a funny one. Whenever someone asks me, they're like, oh, you know, I, I always ask the question. I've got a few, you know. Uh, trick questions with you know with people that don't know much about history one is always who was the first emperor of rome because no one ever they always say julius caesar um and the other one is uh where's where's the origin of friday the 13th and everyone's like oh it's mm. freddy versus jason isn't it um nope. so no. yeah <laughs> now well i well i i, I uh, why don't you elucidate to the spam bots then the first emperor of rome and why friday the 13th be, is uh so that would be uh, Augustus, who was mm-hmm. actually Julius Caesar's great grand nephew, um, and changed his name to Augustus. He actually went by Octavian of the House of Julii, um, mm-hmm. and he was the first emperor of Rome because Julius Caesar was a dictator, and that's where crossing the Rubicon, of course, comes because he uh, took an army um, to challenge the Senate and declared martial law in Rome. Oh, oh I, I wish you'd been in Italy with us because we crossed the Rubicon. <laughs> Right. And as we crossed the Rubicon, right, I took a picture of us crossing the Rubicon and I and I, I wrote a post saying Ali Addicta Est and no fucker got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, what are you doing? I was like, oh, 
fucking imbeciles. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah, I think I've always yeah. been fascinated by the like the Julio Claudian line of emperors. Um, obviously the first five. Um, I, I did a lot of um, I, I did both classic um, studies, so you know, looking at the Iliad and the Odyssey and everything um, in high school. But I also did modern history um, and, and ancient studies as well. Um, so I did two histories in, in my five subjects for year twelve. Um, and then obviously the Friday the 13th is to, to reference when the Templars were excommunicated by the Catholic Church due to owing, uh, well, everyone owed them money um, and they falsified that the Knights Templar were heretics, but of course the Knights Templars still exist in the Freemasons. So, mm. um, yeah, and that's obviously when Jacques de Molay was uh, was burnt at stake and um, all the, the Templars went into hiding or were hunted down by the, the various... Um, Crowns of, of Europe, mm. uh, and of course there's that about Friday the thirteenth. So every day is a school day. Mm. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if you're interested in this, it genuinely is fascinating, and it's picked up in 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 uh, you know popular literature as well. I mean, it, a very very accessible sort of version of this is is of course uh, Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code, which which covers off quite a lot of. Uh, you know the the sort of the more accessible ends of it, but but some excellent excellent knowledge, at Angus. That's that's really great. So so what do you think Mushers Yak would have played then? Uh, I'm oh, guessing he'd also been KO. on the KOE. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if you know being um you know a Templar. I mean they would have obviously had you know some some knights, but I mean he obviously didn't didn't fight in the Crusades. If it was a Crusader. Then potentially, you know, if it was Richard the Lionheart, um, perhaps, you know, it would have been a, a more peasant heavy army because, you know, they'd be fighting in sieges a lot. But mm. yeah, I think definitely be on the KOE. Um, yeah. How do you think, uh, I think Maitre Mollet would have played it then? Do you think he would have uh, played it fairly aggressively? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I dare say he wouldn't have had any Pegasus knights, um, yeah. but I, I think he'd have a. A big unit of um, of Grail Knights, actually. He would hark back to the old days and he'd, he'd be sitting in them himself. He'd actually would have constructed some kind of base that he could stand on um, and he'd be uh, yeah, leading from the front, I think, straight up the middle. Um, yeah. Would be, you know, yeah. Hey, middle, middle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd, well, that's an excellent, excellent answer. God, we do get some good stuff for this, don't we, Kev? Yeah, definitely. I've never heard of him, to be honest. That was a, a new one on me. Oh. Well, yeah, go. he's um he's actually portrayed in a it, it's not a it's an okay TV series um which is um oh, what's it called it's on Netflix um there's, there's two seasons I think it's been discontinued um it's actually the name's actually escaped me I know it's got knife in it but um yeah Google he, to the rescue uh yeah so he was he was portrayed it's actually also got uh, Mark Hamill uh, Luke Luke Skywalker oh, um, okay as well. yeah. Um, yeah. Is it Nightfall? Yeah, Nightfall. Um, so then, oh, actually, I won't, just in case anyone wants to watch it, I'd encourage to watch it. Like, if you like anything with Nights, it, it's still a good, you know, it's still a decent TV show. But, yeah, it basically tells a, a story, you know, a, one theory of how um, the, the, the Templars ended up getting excommunicated. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, a genuinely fascinating story. So, okay, uh, excellent. Uh, and then finally, of course, our third game is uh, essentially we're going to plunge you into the costume department of the Ninth Age and let you dress up as anything in the Ninth Age that you'd like to be. If you could be anything in the Ninth Age, what will you be for us? Oh, mate, I'd have to be a, an Equitain Lord, I think. Um, 
you know, prancing around on my uh, Destria. Oh, uh, good man. Good man. <laughs> Taking up to your grandfather, eh? By the way, I want to, uh, you're going to have to send me the, send me his name so I can look him up and stuff. But he, uh, yeah. that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, an Equiton Lord on your Destria. Would you, uh, would you, would you like to, uh, choose which weapon you'd particularly like? I sometimes lie in bed thinking about whether or not, uh, I'd use a, a cavalry pick or a mace. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think <laughs> gets me off to sleep, star. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'd actually go the morning star i think oh, oh excellent work yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've always reckoned that i'd be more of a liability to myself with the morning star. yeah i've totally got myself out on a horse with that one <laughs> i think it's the um it's the, it's the western world's answer to nunchucks really um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> swinging it around your head and lamp your own horse, <laughs> which then falls on you <laughs> and crushes you. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, excellent answers, Angus. And I've got to say, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest. It's been a, a total ball. We've had a, a really good laugh and we've sought some, some good ninth age as well. So thank you very much for coming. And thank you so much for leaping out of bed. Uh, I, I imagine the sun is rising over the Pacific Ocean and you're sort of sipping an orange juice as the temperatures climb into the 20s please tell me it's not true <laughs> oh mate it's probably 30 outside already um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm actually it's, it actually is a bit nippy here this morning i actually am in track pants and a and a jumper um so yeah yeah i've got to go and find where my uh where my dog is i've got a great day across neo massive um oh, uh, wow. puppy She's about to, just turned two years old, so gonna go see what she's terrorised around in the house at some point. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll stay away from those huntsman spiders. They uh, they scare the shit out of me. So oh, <laughs> big. God, they're massive. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you, it's the red. Do you get used to them? Yeah. You can stay away from. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we actually we actually um, we don't keep huntsmen as pets, but you kind of. You, you actually leave them alone because they um they get rid of all the flies because we have you know a lot of flies here particularly when it gets warm um so right. yeah huntsmen's are kind of a you know they're an honored guest within the household um i mean my partner's not a huge fan of them but um yeah i was taught from a young age growing up in you know rural areas you, you leave huntsmen alone but it's the funnel webs uh wolf mm. spiders and uh, redbacks in particular that you want to steer clear of right yeah and they're, uh, they're much I could not live out there. I couldn't yeah, cope with that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, then you've, then you've got the snakes, then you've got the crocodiles, you've got the sharks. You've got, yeah. It's, um... <laughs> Lordy. Lordy. Come to Australia, everything will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that thing that lived in my brother's garage? It was really cute. Uh, po- is, it a po- is it a possum? Possum that lives in yeah, his- so- They weren't, da- they surely aren't, they're not dangerous, surely. They, they look quite cute. Yeah, so you've got well, there's a, there's a couple of different species of possum as well. Um, but they're, I mean, they're, they're like any wild animal. If you, you know, if you, um, if you go near them, you know, too close, they will, um, they will, you know, nip you or, or scratch you with, with probably yeah. possums. Yeah, they're yeah. they're harmless. So um, if you poke it with a stick, it'll throw huntsmen at you, that sort of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a huntsman launcher. Just put it on a fifty mil base and away you go. Just launch um, it at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean kangaroos too. So I had pet kangaroos growing up on the farm. Um, oh, wow. We we hand reared them from joeys that were mm. that been must have been either shot or you know hit by cars. And they kangaroos are actually 
Um, they're, they're really well known to, to kill dogs. They actually mm. will lean back on the tail and they kick them up in the air and then they slice open there. So if you find, ever find a dog that, you know, has been sort of um, ripped asunder, it's because uh, a kangaroo's actually um, got it. And my on, an, on one of our sheep stations growing up, my, my stepbrother actually got in a tussle with a kangaroo um, that had come into to the homestead. Um, it, was a, it was a big western grey. Um, so we're talking, you know, this thing's, stood eight feet tall if it you know was to stand fully up on its on its back legs not not like the big red kangaroos which get even taller but um yeah definitely not an adversary one and my, my stepbrother spent um you know the the afternoon in hospital with lacerations all over his back and and cracked ribs because it booted him in the um into the the sternum area um wow <laughs> yeah well, uh, got a, a little a bit ba- close. Yeah. well a, a badger once got into my shed <laughs> It's <laughs> not really in the same league, is it, Kev? <laughs> yeah, I saw a rat yesterday in Manchester. That was about my highlight. <laughs> wow, wow. I, well, I mean, I, 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 one day we must sit down and have a beer, and you can tell me all about your life out on the in the outback on the the stations and stuff. And I'll tell you about the time that my mate Jackaroo took me out drinking in Broken Hill. And uh, my, that one, that story does need an X rating. <laughs> it gets very blue very quickly. Yeah, some of those, some of those. My my, my partner is actually she was born in Broken Hill. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just, but um, they they can be quite rough. Those mining, re- very you know far regional mining towns. Um, yeah, yeah. When the yeah. Uh, when the when when the shearing sheds have have just been paid and they're all emptying into town, it's like. Uh, yeah, quite something. But there we go. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, okay, Spamboss. What a treat you've had tonight. We literally have taken you all around the houses and uh, we hope you very much enjoyed it. Uh, so uh, before I wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to to add, Kev, then before we uh, before we disperu? No, thanks for coming on, uh, Angus. Enjoy the rest of your day. Me and Matty mm. P will be off the bed shortly. Yeah, not together, obviously. Mind you, no. you never know. Because uh, <laughs> you're a good-looking man, Kev. What can I say? <laughs> oh, I can't be asked driving the yours, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why lie, Kev? Why lie? <laughs> okay, and anything you'd like to say to Angus before we go? Uh, guys, thanks for, for having me on. I've been a, a fanboy of yours. It's a, it's a strange one, actually. You know, normally as a as a teenager, when you look up to you know sports stars and stuff, um, it's it's you know as a young man. But you know, I'm like a 31 year old teenager. Of I think I've re-listened to every episode you've done about three times um, oh, while painting. Right? So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure and a dream come true. It's like meeting Shane Warne. God rest him. It's uh, so. Oh mate, oh mate! I think I've just like oh, I've just got a tear in my eye now. <laughs> Matty P in the same sentence as 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 the king. <laughs> I never thought this day would come, Kev. <laughs> oh, well, so well. many people paint their armies, haven't we? It's yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So if you're out there painting right now, keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, you've been an absolute legend, mate. It really has been a pleasure to have you on board. Uh, and hopefully one day we'll get together and have that beer and you can tell us all about your exciting, uh, exciting life down under. So as uh, one 
day comes to an end in uh, in 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 the UK. Uh, another day is getting started down under, and uh, what a wonderful ninth age of sphere in which we live, uh, in which we can call on friends from every corner of the earth. And it's a real pleasure. It really has it's been super having you on board, Angus. We very much enjoyed uh, speaking to you. So um, it's a good mate, a good night, I should say, from my mate Kev. Bye bye. It's a good morning from my mate Angus. <laughs> G'day, mates. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a goodbye from uh, your pal, Maddie P. We'll catch you for episode 82. Travelling in a fighter combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous she took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover to say